0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie proper tonight. No
1: one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie proper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie proper tonight. Let's go. Good afternoon and good evening, whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you are. Thank you for joining us, it's Tuesday night, I haven't slept a wink, this is going to be off the fucking rails, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. As always, tonight's recommended drink is cheap box wine, tonight's recommended snack, Land brand, no name crackers, this is the official wine and crackers broadcast here on D-Live. Thank you for joining us. for the gift of subs. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this here a Tuesday night on the Daily Boogie Broadcast. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you once again. I hope you had a lovely day because I certainly did. Although, like I said, it's a day without sleep just one of those days, man. Yesterday, I couldn't get the podcast out. I couldn't do the video clips. Ring I got all of them done. and
0: get your cheese,
1: man. Thank you for the gifted sub. People hand out the subs. JJ Stoner, 07 JJ Stoner, winning TV, building the, the realm, bell ladies and, and gentlemen. get your cheese, man. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us. Very generous of you. Uh, thank you. Uh, you sent myself flaccid with a diamond during the during the intro there. So much to get through. So little time. Yeah, yesterday was one of those days, man. Couldn't get the podcast out. Couldn't get the videos out. I got them out just before we went live tonight So I didn't have to do a double up After this show When I clip the clip the little videos And do the podcast and all that kind of shit But one of those days And then a big Ring day at work to follow it up get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted subs Over edge So many subs, it's sub hype up in this bitch Coffee Talk with Sandra says boogie love you happy tuesday happy tuesday to you coffee talk with Sandra follow our friend our jersey goyle coffee talk with Sandra uh, like i said if you're into uh positive feel good basically women stuff and get your <laughs> yeah, cheese man sorry, sorry. <laughs> thank you for the gift subs so going on uh no sleep today usually when we go on no sleep this kind of this show will probably go off the rails at some point um i used to be pretty good like at going a few days without sleep when i was younger and even now, I don't really sleep a lot. I sleep in like two, three-hour blocks during the day. Six hours is like the most that I can get. If I go to, like, I will wake up every time. Doesn't matter how tired I am. Doesn't matter how drunk I am. Whatever. If I go to sleep, I will wake up, bang, right on six hours, like to the minute, every time. See you in hell. See you in hell. And I usually split it up into two, three hours. Three hours in the morning. Three hours in the afternoon. Holy shit!
2: <laughs> Winning
1: TV, follow Winning TV by the way Our good friend, our Yankee mate Phil D'Angelo uh, Up there in New York State No sleep, break this app called D-Live tonight Well we're going to be breaking something Either the app or my brain, whichever comes first Because some of the stories I've got for you tonight <laughs> Going to be fun I'm going to have a little fun today going to have a little fun with you I'm going to toy with you Like a kitten plays with a ball of yarn going to be one of those we're going to be batting you between left and right and by the end hopefully uh you'll be as mentally impaired as i am right now but we'll see how we go we'll see how we go uh if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show then please by all means head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player and of course if you would like to complain about the overall low quality of this program then you can do so by following me on twitter at Boogie Bumper, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Let's kick it off with this fun little story that I came across in the last 48 hours. <laughs> it's all the way over there in the UK. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm sure you'll appreciate it. You're on the Daily Boogie, ladies and gentlemen. Banner Probe. <laughs> so first, first of all, a couple of ground rules before we get to this story. We all know how serious the UK police are with hunting down hate crime, ladies Ring and Ring the bell. It's a very important Get your issue. cheese, man. Minister of Fun celebrating a zero sub streak. <laughs> zero month sub streak. Congratulations on zero months. <laughs> I don't know why it says that. It does say that on DLive. Zero months. Congratulations. The big zero. <laughs> what a commitment. Um. <laughs> so we all know how dedicated to hunting down hate speech the police in the UK are. So, to steal, again, a line from PJ Dubs, imagine my shock when I came across this. Police investigate White Lives Matter Matter banner flown over Burnley game. Burnley is a football team, a.k.a. soccer team. As thug behind idiotic stunt is unmasked. We've unmasked a thug, ladies and gentlemen, in the UK. Apparently a thug with a pilot's license, though. So let's have a little look here. Let's see what all the hubbub is about before we get into the nuts and bolts of this. Show me what I'm supposed to be upset about. Here we go. Flying over football guy. Wow, look at that, huh? There you have it. White Lives Matter Burnley. Flying behind the plane there. Listen to some of the language in this report because it is fucking delicious. You know I love this stuff. I'm a language nerd. I'm a writing nerd. So maybe you won't appreciate this as much as I do. But don't worry. The very next item that I have for you in relation to this story will bring you right back to the fold. Bring you right back to my bosom. (laughs) Police today announced they would investigate. It's an investigation. Just letting you know we're going to get on top of this. We're going to get on... We're going, to, we're going to figure out who's behind this fucking stunt. Don't worry about it. Would investigate after a White Lives Matter banner was flown over their clash against Manchester City as a thug claiming to be behind the stunt was today unmasked. Like I said, we're unmasking thugs. All is good with the world. Burnley FC, Burnley Football Club, said they were ashamed and embarrassed. <laughs> yes. We're, ashamed. We're incredibly ashamed of ourselves. This is news how? White people being ashamed of themselves in England? Who would have thought? Colour me tickled pink, as our English friends might say. After the distasteful banner appeared over Etihad Stadium last night, moments after the players took a knee in solidarity for the Black Lives Matter movement. <laughs> Just imagine the setting, just imagine the ambiance as the players take a knee while the anthem is playing overcomes the plane right at that moment. The timing must have been impeccable. So this thug apparently has a pilot's license and he also has the ability to plan a stunt down to a second. It's quite a skillful thug, a very thoughtful thug. A very conscientious planning thug. Lancashire Police Chief Superintendent Russ Proctor confirmed they were investigating if a criminal offence had taken place. But we got free speech! What about my free expression? How about what about all of my free speech and that? You know, like the free speech like the Yanks have? Do we have that? Afraid not, Governor. He said... We recognise that this banner will have caused offence to many people in Lancashire and beyond, and we continue to liaise closely with our partners at both the club and in the local authority, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We recognise that this banner will have caused offence to many. That sounds to me like a statement you make when nobody's actually officially complained to you, right? Because otherwise you would say, this banner did cause offence, right? We have a whole list of people who have said that they're really offended by this banner. Right? But he didn't say that, did he? He said, we recognise that this banner will have caused offence. It did cause offence. We just can't confirm any of the offence that it caused. We don't have any official complaints, but we know we don't have any official complaints because people are obviously being oppressed and are unable to use the telephone. Jake Heppel, who had previously been pictured with English Defence League founder Tommy Robinson, claimed he was involved in a stunt shortly after the 8pm kickoff. Writing on Facebook, the Lancashire local said, "I'd like to take this time to apologise to absolutely fucking no one. How dare you, sir?" He could face listen. Listen to this. This is this is this is the cherry on top. He could face a racially aggravated public order (laughs) offence. Racially aggravated public order offence. What the fuck is that? Have you ever been charged with a racially aggravated public order offence? Disturbing the public order with your racial aggravation, ladies and gentlemen? Which is what it breaks down to. The public order was disturbed. Can I ask just a, just a honest question, genuine question when I put my hand up in the air here? Uh, when you have, say, acid attacks, uh, record stabbings, statues being torn down and thrown into rivers, what exactly, which public order are you protecting here exactly? Where is this public order you speak of? So much so that you need to find a guy who is literally flying, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of meters above where all of this uh, supposed order is taking place. And immediately after the game, Burnley Captain Ben Mee said he had been left ashamed, adding people need to come into the 21st century. It's current year, guys. It's current year. I I believe the guy did arrive in the 21st century. He was flying a plane. (laughs) I mean, that's 20th century tech, but you get my point, right? It completely misses the point of what we're trying to achieve as a football community. Now we, now we talk on behalf of all football fans and players and teams and coaches and training staff and the rest. The community of football. It's a minority of supporters. I know I speak for a massive part of our support who distance ourselves anything from like that. So let's have a listen to the captain of Burnley Football Club, who I do kind of feel sorry for this guy. And the reason is when something like this happens they always they're always going to stick a microphone in the face of one of the players and try to get their try to get their fucking take on it try to get their hot take but they're pressured into saying certain things and if you don't think players are pressured into saying certain things and if you don't think public figures are pressured into saying certain things look at what happens the one time when they don't <laughs> they're out of there you are out on your ass, you are out of a job, you are fired for not supporting the cause, so to speak. So let's have a listen to Ben Me with the microphone in his face being asked, just how offended are you that somebody flew this bl- uh this flew this banner over your football game?
3: Just how tough a night was that. How tough a night was it? Um yeah, it was a tough night. Um I mean, we can we can talk about football, but it's something, you know, I, I want to speak about first that um the the aeroplane that went out before the you know, uh, at the beginning of the the game. Um, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed to...
4: uh... Oh, it's so cringe.
1: (laughs) Sir, you don't have to feel ashamed and embarrassed for something that somebody else did. (laughs) I feel so ashamed and embarrassed for something that I didn't do. That's, That's half the problem here. Oh... Captain Courageous over here. Um,
3: the, the airplane that went out before the, you know, uh, at the beginning of the, the game. You can
1: barely get the words out.
3: Um, I'm ashamed. I'm embarrassed. To, I'm ashamed. Uh, I'm
1: embarrassed. I'm shocked and appalled. I really am. It's really quite awful. It is. You know, I'm really ashamed and embarrassed, shocked and appalled by somebody who would fly a plane over the, uh, over the game there with something like that written on, written, on, you know, flying behind it. You know, I think it's quite awful, really. And to be fair, it's probably why we lost the game because I was thinking about how concerned I was with like all of the racism and that. And you know, it's understandable. Like we might lose the next few games, and you you shouldn't blame us, really. Because we're so shocked and appalled by what took place here tonight. <laughs> He's not upset that his team got scalped 6-0. <laughs> it's a good it's a nice segue. Well, look, I'd love to talk to I'd love to talk about the game with you tonight you know but really let's be honest here the real story of the night is uh somebody flying a plane <laughs> over the stadium with a like a message behind it and it's really shocking and appalling i'm really upset by it the whole team was upset by it it really put us off our it really put us off our game we couldn't defend to save our fucking lives because you know we should be defenseless at a time like this you're supposed to feel uncomfortable and we thought if we just keep letting the goals go in we just keep letting them fucking get through. If we kept letting them get behind our defensive lines there and keep putting them in the back of the net, then maybe it's like what we deserve. You know what I mean? Because I feel a little bit guilty, shocked, and ashamed. I am really am.
3: Um, small number of our fans that yeah have, yep. have uh, decided to to put that around the stadium. Ah. Um, completely missed the point. Um, group of lads in there are are embarrassed to you know to see that and yeah. It's not what we're about at all. Um, it's just it- the point the whole thing that we're trying to, trying to achieve, trying to do. I think these people that need to... What are you trying to achieve?
1: Win the fucking... Save the world? <laughs> You're a football player. You really, like... I've got to be honest here. Maybe I'm missing the fucking point too. If I'm this guy's coach and he comes into the dressing room after the game, I'm going to say to him, what's the point? What's the point of what we're trying to do here, mate? Oh, well, you know, we're trying to raise awareness and uh, it's like an important, it's an important message. I would mean, be like, no, no. The point is we're trying to win fucking football games. That's the point. It's the only point in sport. Professionally, anyway, you're trying to win. That's the point of being there in the first place is winning. <laughs> well, you know, the point of what we're trying to do here is we're trying to save the earth, basically you know, this very small, mediocre club from England called Burnley. We're trying to basically save the earth and make sure that everybody gets on with each other and, you know, represents like the best best things in human nature and that, like as part of the football community. If I'm the coach, I'm dragging him around the dressing room by the ear. going, We just lost (laughs) 4-0. You're missing the fucking point, mate. You're benched. That's it. I'm cutting you from the fucking team. The hell are you talking about? Next time somebody asks you to provide a social commentary on racism and stuff, just say, look, I'll leave that to the experts. I'm I'm just I'm here to play football. I'm only concerned about football. And we just got fucking shellacked. So really, like, I don't really feel like it's my role no, to talk about this other
5: shit. I'm rambling again.
1: Mr. of fun. I'm not
6: even embarrassed about the things I did do. I'll be fucked if I'm gonna be embarrassed about someone else's <laughs> behaviour. Insert clever song here.
1: Too right. You shouldn't feel. You shouldn't feel embarrassed for what somebody else does. You should barely feel embarrassed for what you do. Thank you for the donation, Kimmy. Let's carry on here with Captain Courageous. To, Needs to come into the 21st century and, and educate in, themselves. Come into the 21st century, you dinosaurs. and you know, as, as a lot of us do, yeah,
3: you know. Like I say, completely missed the point of the whole thing that, yeah. that we're trying to achieve, and you let us know um, it. does not represent what we're about, what the club's about.
1: Yeah, you you represent getting beaten. <laughs> you represent getting beaten on the field and getting really upset by people flying planes. What
3: the players are about and what the majority of the fans are about, for yeah, sure. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a small minority of people. Oh yeah, and
1: uh, they really just have like one or two lines, and they keep going back and like inventing new ways to say those one or two lines. Yeah, I'm really upset that, that really upset.
7: When did you become aware of it then? Did you see it while you were playing or have you just been informed now? Um,
3: literally.
1: <laughs> just a reminder, the great the great crime here, the great tra- tra- uh, tragedy that we're referring to in this post-match interview is somebody before the game flew a plane with a banner behind it that said, White Lives Matter. <laughs> when did you become aware of the plane? Was it like during while you were playing, was it? Like, did somebody fucking race out to you and say, listen, Ben, we've got bad news. Somebody flew a plane with an offensive message behind it just before the game. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. I don't want it to change the focus of what you're doing out here. I just thought we'd have to let you know immediately. By the way, your grandfather died. (laughs) (laughs) Sir, his grandfather died. Should we tell him about that? No, no, he doesn't need to know that. It'll put him off his game. But make sure you run out there and let him know about the guy flying the banner before the game, though. I want him feeling shocked and ashamed and embarrassed while he's out there on the pitch, getting his fucking ass handed to him.
3: As we were coming out, um, we heard some, some whispers that it was going to happen. Um, the club tried to, to stop it, but I've heard it's a small number of people um, that have arranged this. And uh, Very small number again. of people. A
1: thug, apparently.
3: Um, you know, like I said, I'm ashamed and upset uh, that it's associated with... With our club, my club, and um, yep. and yeah, it's not something we want to see at all in, the, in this game.
7: Um, how important is it to say that one fan, a small group of fans, don't represent Burnley fans as a whole? Oh
1: my God! <laughs> are we gonna are we gonna be talking football anytime soon here in this interview? Or <laughs> I mean, he is a football player after a football game which just took place. Are we gonna mention the sport at all during this during this interview, or we're just gonna focus on? Uh, the small group of fans who don't represent the rest of the fans and how uh, embarrassed and appalled we are.
3: That's not something we
1: want to see at all in the, in this game. Um, how important is it to say that? How in, how important is it to say that it's only a small group of fans, do you think? Do you think it's very important to isolate a very small group of fans in the, in the crowd there and make sure that uh, everybody knows that, you know, it's only a fringe group of people and you know, if you want to be on Team Burnley, if you want to be part of the club, that you've got to represent basically what this fucking idiot's talking about? Or do you think that's important that we need to do that? Do you think we should name and shame them? <laughs> would you like to see them tarred and feathered in the town square? Do you think that would be an adequate response to this something that's very shocking and appalling and embarrassing for you? Do you think that would be good?
7: One fan, a small group of fans, don't represent Burnley fans as a whole. Sorry, how important is it to say that that one small group of fans doesn't represent Bernie fans (laughs) as a whole? Yeah, it's massively important. This is
1: so fucking cringe. (laughs) (laughs) It's icky. Don't you feel icky watching this? (laughs) Come on, man. Jesus Christ, bro. Come on. Just say, look, I really don't care that much. It's really not that important to me. It, it, you know it's it's not it's, it's, oh it's just so awful <laughs> <laughs> it's just so bad it's just like it's just like tearing me up inside it's eating me away it's tearing up me insides i don't really know it's just like i'm just so all aw- i'm so embarrassed look hand me or not i'll slip me wrist right now i'll jump off a bridge right now i don't even want to live anymore it's awful it's terrible and yeah, exactly. And how does it make you feel? It makes me feel bad. It really does. Like, I just feel so sorry and awful and embarrassed and shocked and appalled about everything. You know what I mean? It's really, really bad. Would you say that you feel tremendously awful or, or just awful? Do you think awful's good enough or do you think you should talk about a little bit more how awful you feel like underneath that feeling? Because, you know, it's Im- I think it's important to talk about how, how we all feel, don't you think? Well, yeah, it is important. And I'd like to talk about how it's only a small group of fans, if I can. It's very, And they don't represent everybody. And, you know, everybody's really embarrassed by this and really ashamed. And, like, I just, I think it's awful. It's terrible. Do you think it's worse than terrible? It's probably worse than terrible. It's probably awful. Is it worse than awful? Yeah, it's shocking. Absolutely shocking.
3: Not right, it's... Totally condemn it. Um, I c- Just got to condemn it. Don't embarrassed, embarrassed by it. Misses the point. Misses the whole point of everything. Um, and uh, hopefully,
1: miss the point of everything.
3: <laughs> you know, these people can learn and, and learn. Be thought, you know,
1: but <laughs> hopefully, we can educate them. We need to educate these people so they stop doing awful and embarrassing things. What, what
3: we're trying to do and what, what the whole Black Lives Matter uh, movement is trying to trying to achieve.
1: Yeah. <laughs> The fucking irony here of this guy who's white as white fucking bread, who earns millions of dollars probably a week playing football, right? He's playing for like a a pretty reasonable club. I don't know if it's millions of dollars. He's definitely earning millions and millions and millions a year. There's a lot of money in Premier League. So this guy who's whiter than fucking white bread speaking on behalf of Black Lives Matter. (laughs) Don't you love it? Holy shit, man! People can get offended, well offended on their own. They don't need you to get offended on their behalf. He's literally on on TV talking about what we're trying to achieve here with the Black Lives Matter movement. Fucking look at him! <laughs> <laughs> Have a look at the guy. Well, we here at Black Lives Matter, we just we're just really shocked and appalled by this. <laughs> We're just really trying to change the world here at Black Lives Matter. Now, if you don't mind, I'm going to get in me Porsche, get in me Porsche and head back to me fucking mansion if that's all right with you. I've got I've got an appointment with a massage uh masseuse later on. I don't want to miss me massage. It's very important post game. He gets all those she gets all those nice little fucking coconut oils and all that kind of stuff on there on the calves. It's very important. Now I'm going to head out for a nice sushi dinner.
3: Um, like I say, I'm embarrassed, embarrassed by it. Missed embarrassed. This is yeah. the whole point of everything. Um, what we're and, trying uh, to achieve. Hopefully, you know, these people can learn and, and be taught, you know, what, what we're trying to do and what, what the whole Black Lives Matter uh, movement is trying to trying to achieve. <laughs> I mean, you seem really angry. It's, it's part of that. I mean, it
7: happened moments after you just taken
8: a <laughs> knee. just It just keeps going.
1: Haven't we... Look at the face. Now I'm start See, this is where you start feeling sorry for the guy. Starting block in a chat. Can't say coconut. Very good. <laughs> have, have a look. Now this is where I... This is where I was starting to go, ah. Oh. You know, now I'm starting to feel sorry for the guy. He spent two minutes talking about how awful he feels, how terrible he feels, how ashamed he is, how it's a small group of fans, how it doesn't represent everyone. And he gets asked another question, this time about a different feeling. So he's been asked, do you feel ashamed? Yes, I'm very ashamed. Do you feel appalled? Yes, I'm very appalled. Do you think it's important to say that it's only a small group of fans? Well, yes, I do think it's only a small group of fans, and we're very ashamed and appalled by all of it. (laughs) And we're still not onto football questions yet. Then the reporter asks him, what about anger? (laughs) Do you feel any anger as well as being ashamed and appalled and embarrassed and shocked? How about, can we throw some anger in there as well? I don't I don't think you're being angry enough. I think you're supposed to feel ashamed, guilty, appalled and embarrassed and angry. Have a listen to this fucker. And that's the look he gets. Uh, yeah, well, I guess I'm angry as well. If you want to throw that into the mix, I haven't really thought about it. But now that you mention it, yes, I'm very angry. I'm angry, embarrassed, appalled, upset, and shocked. <laughs> what else have you got? You know,
3: these people can learn. And My feelings have feelings. And be taught, you know, what, what we're trying to do and what, what the whole black lives matter.
1: Do you, you got any resentment? Jesse, Teller in the chat. How about some resentment? Do you have some contempt as well? Can we throw a bit of contempt on top of it? Are you dismayed? <laughs> Let's just rattle them off. <laughs> Fucking Burnley.
3: Uh, movement is trying
7: to trying to achieve. I mean you seem really angry. It's, it's part of that I mean it ha- you you seem really angry. Are you disgusted as well? And moments after you've just taken a knee to show your
3: own respect. Yeah. Yeah and um you know you hear the plane above and you know, show
1: your respect. <sighs> that that nearly slipped by me there. How about that one? That nearly that near did you catch that? Let's play it one more time here. Listen how listen how sneakily this is being turned around, right? So, like, a couple of examples, just for, like, a bit of context here. So, a couple of examples, right? The So, yesterday we did uh, the OK sign. So, before they would say uh, it's the OK sign, but sometimes it gets used by white supremacists, right? Now they're saying it's the white supremacist sign that also gets used as an OK sign. They've done the switcheroo. So have a listen to this. The plane was flying over. Are you angry because the fl- the plane flew over your head moments after you took a knee to show respect to the movement? See th- see what's going to happen here. If you don't kneel, you'll be disrespectful. Instead of the opposite. This time last year, taking a knee was disrespectful. They're just going to slowly turn it around. So people who don't take a knee, they're the ones who are being disrespectful. You take a knee to show your respect. You stand up if you have no respect. If you're an awful person, you stand during the anthem. If you're an awful person, you stand for the flag and the anthem. That's what disrespectful people do. Respectful people, they take a knee. See how this happens? So subtly, so quietly. It's like you turn your head for a second and, you know, the pretty girl at the bar switches the drinks around and puts the poison in your glass. You know what I mean? Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Whitest cracker ever.
7: I mean, you seem really angry. It's part of that. I mean, it happened moments after you'd just taken a knee to show your own respect. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and... uh... To show your own respect. (laughs) Oh, Wow gotta pick up on these things because that'll be the next one hey that guy didn't take a knee during the anthem he's not showing respect he's not respecting the cause he's a disrespectful son of a bitch he didn't kneel wow it happens so fast all right let's move on um I've got a story here that was sent through by Jim N-word, ladies and gentlemen, which I thought might be fun. Polyamory during a pandemic. This is is how you know the coronavirus stories, the run of coronavirus stories are starting to reach the stage of scraping the bottom of the barrel and ripping your fingernails off. With social circles tightened, people with multiple partners are forced to make difficult decisions (laughs) about coronavirus. (laughs) In mid-May... Paula Hughes was ready to bring her boyfriend into her social bubble. Two months of texting and taking walks two metres apart due to the COVID-19 restrictions, she said, had really, really sucked. Sucks. But first, the 40-year-old bookkeeper had to discuss her plans with her long-term partner, his spouse and the spouse's partner, who happens to be Hughes' soon-to-be ex-husband. Are you keeping up at home? I want you taking notes for this one. A re- uh, yes, Jim Enwood, a real human interest story. Thank you for sending it through. <clears throat> I really needed consensus, she says. The group acknowledged that allowing her boyfriend into their bubble posed a risk of infection, but given that he had lived alone, they deemed any danger fairly small and acceptable. I can imagine these are the kinds of conversations you would have when you're living with your soon-to-be ex-husband, his girlfriend, and you want to bring your boyfriend into the mix... So you can all have sex together. (laughs) These are very important conversations that are being had around the Western world. If any one person had been uncomfortable with it or said, no, I don't like that idea, it probably would have been the end of it, Hughes said. It's about everyone. The COVID-19 pandemic has complicated many relationships, with physical distancing and social bubbles redefining intimacy, romance and sex. BC's provincial health officer has recommended people stick to one partner and avoid rapid serial dating to limit the spread of the virus. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go out there getting your fuck on. You may be causing a second wave. The guidance has forced uncomfortable and sometimes wrenching decisions on those in the poly community, many of whom consider multiple partners not just a lifestyle, but a fundamental part of their identity. That's probably part of the the issue here. My identity is the amount of people I have sex with. Hello, group counselling session. (laughs) Hello, therapist. Should I just make a down payment now? Hello, empty barren wasteland I like to call my womb. Some people in the community have felt isolated living apart from some of their partners or excluded if their partner chose to live with another person, Blisker said. Others have been forced to live with one partner out of necessity. A number have been fearful about telling friends or family about their polyamorous status. you got to come out as a, as a fuckhound now, as a sex fiend. <laughs> Polyamory plays out in many ways. A couple may choose to pair up with another couple and form a quad... A good quad. One person may partner with two people who aren't attached, known as a V. A triad means all three people are intimately connected. <laughs> <laughs> this is riveting. I had to know. I had to know this. Some of these arrangements are hierarchical, meaning a person may have a primary, secondary, or tertiary partners, while others operate equally. There's no official data on the number of polyamorous people in Canada in the U.S. An estimated 4 to 5% of people reported being polyamorous or in other types of open relationships. About one fifth of the population has tried consensual non monogamy at some point, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Polyamory during sex, <laughs> during sex, during a pandemic, it's complicated. I'm sure it is. Now, this brings me to this piece that I've had saved up and I was looking for an appropriate segue. New Zealand unveils unveils web safety ad featuring two porn stars. It's very safe. There's no nudity because it's very important. Web safety, ladies and gentlemen, in this world, this interconnected world where everything's on the internet, everybody's exchanging data like so many a polyamorous relationship. It's very important to keep yourself web web safe. And the New Zealand government has decided to hire porn stars in order to get this message out to people. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Every now and then you just need to take a step back and see what's happening around you. So we've had we had the footballer who was who who gave an, a whole interview without even mentioning football, just talking about racism. We now know that if you don't kneel during the anthem, you're actually being disrespectful. Instead of kneeling is instead of kneeling being the disrespectful thing to do, now standing is the disrespectful thing to do. You've got to kneel to show your respect for the movement. And we now have governments hiring porn stars for their promos <laughs> on new government policies. It's fucking fantastic. Honk honk! This is amazing to me. So let's who wants to see? It? Let's have a look. Let's have a look at this government awareness program. With porn stars playing the part (laughs) Jessie Teller, oh my god, I'm done No, no, you're not done yet You haven't even seen it yet, let's have a look
9: Hiya, I'm Sue, this is Derek We're here because your son just looked us up
1: Hello Sue and and Derek Ladies and gentlemen
9: This is Derek, we're here because your son just looked us up Online, you know, to watch us Matt, Matt darling, there's some people Here to see you so he watches you online? Yeah, you know, on his laptop.
10: iPad, PlayStation. Mm,
9: his phone, your phone. Smart
10: TV projector.
1: Yeah,
9: anyway, we usually perform for adults, but your son's just a kid. He might not know how relationships actually work. We don't even talk about consent, do we? Now we just get straight to it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <sighs> do you see what's happening here? <laughs> Do you, do you realize that at this moment we're all sharing this moment together We are watching two porn stars do a commercial for a western government about web safety and they're using woke talking points <laughs> they're using feminist talking points out of the mouths of porn stars hired by the New Zealand government to educate people about how to how to surf safely on the internet <laughs> What is going on here? What is happening? We don't even talk about consent. You know, that's not the the way real relationships work. We just kind of just get into it. We just go for it. (laughs) Because consent is very important. It's very important. (laughs) It's very important to learn how real relationships work. By the way, we're here from the New Zealand government. We want to talk to you about internet safety and privacy online what (laughs) yes porn stars hired by the new zealand government to promote internet safety and privacy talking about uh feminist using feminist talking points about how porn doesn't represent real relationships because they don't even talk about consent i just i just think people need to get into the 21st century that's what i reckon You know, I'm very shocked and ashamed and appalled by that banner that was flying over the stadium before. And I just think it's time for people to grow up, really, and start, like, coming into the modern world, you know, because things have changed a little bit. We don't do things the same way anymore. (laughs) We're much more educated. We're much more enlightened now about relationships and whatnot than we used to be. And, you know, I just don't think they understand what we're trying to do here. We're trying to make the world a better place.
9: phone your phone smart
1: tv projector
9: yeah anyway we usually perform for adults but your son's just a kid he might not know how relationships actually work we don't even talk about consent do we now we just get straight to it
1: yeah and i'd never act like that in real life <laughs> i would never act like that in real life
4: <laughs>
8: <laughs> What is this shit?
1: <laughs> it's important to say these things when you're working we have porn stars working for the government now Okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm not punking. No, this is a legit this is a legit commercial for the New Zealand government. They're hiring porn stars to educate people about being safe on the internet <laughs> and to talk about how important it is like, you know, to have consent before you have sex. <laughs> I mean, I'm not offended by it. I'm just kind of confused. I'm not even confused, really, because like all of this stuff is pretty, you know. What What's confusing now? What's nothing surprises me now. I think bewildered is the right word.
9: Hey, Maddie. you're right.
1: You're right, eh lad. Okay, Sandra, stay calm.
9: You know what to do here. All right, Maddie. It sounds like it's time to have a talk about the difference between what you see online and real-life relationships. No judgment. Many young Kiwis are using porn to learn about sex. Keep it real online.
1: What do you even say? i got, I got nothing. I have nothing. We'll just let that one stand where it is uh this one ladies and gentlemen was sent through okay so i've got before we hit the break i've got two COVID 19 stories that i want to go over with you which one do you want to do first which which how would you rather go into the break would you rather go into the break angry or happy i haven't watched this clip yet this was sent through by fascist hippie and as you know on this show i try not to pre-watch things i try not to pre-read things too much i want to give you genuine reactions i haven't seen this clip yet the other one I watched about 30 seconds of and it was enough to make the blood boil. So how do? You, which one do you want to do? Do you want the good news first or the bad news? Press 1 in the chat if you want the good news first, which means we go into the break with the bad news. Press 2 in the chat if you want the bad news first, which means we go into the break with the good news. You decide. 1 in the chat for the good news first. two in the chat for the bad news first. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. I think the twos have it. All right. We'll do the bad news first. I think the twos just got over the line. So, <clears throat> let me show you this little one. Premier. Turn away hotspots travellers. What is a hotspot traveller? Maybe we should ask our porn star friends. Now, this story doesn't exist in a vacuum. If you've been listening to this show for the last, I don't know, three or four months or so, even longer, I need you to try to remember some of the stories we've gone over in regards to specifically things like the tracing app and how in China you're not allowed to go into certain buildings unless you have a green tick on your app and shit like that, right? We've done a whole, we've done, I don't know, at least a few, three or four hours collectively on that topic alone. And then I want you to think about how do we get to that stage? Because it doesn't just, like, it'll never happen here kind of thing. Groundwork has to be laid first. The, the waters have to be chummed before we get to that point, right? This is what chumming the water looks like. From the Australian Cable News Network, Sky News, ladies and gentlemen, have a look at this.
9: Organisations have been really put on notice as to who they should be letting in. Particularly, Ash, if they do come from a Victorian hotspot, the Premier today really ramping up her warnings. It will mean that pubs, clubs, restaurants and other venues, when they check a person's ID or when they take down details for contact tracing, that they do not allow people into their premises if they come from a Victorian hotspot.
1: I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. That's right. Remember the video that we did? It's up on my YouTube page. Having to hand over your details to buy dog food. Remember that? The guy goes into pet barn and they don't let him into pet barn until he hands over his details. His name, his address and his phone number. Sorry, sir. We can't let you in. We need your name, we need your address, we need your phone number. Remember the video we did of junior sports where parents weren't going to be allowed to go and watch their children at junior sports unless they hand over their name, their address and their phone number. Where you weren't going to be allowed into sporting venues unless you hand over your name, your address and your phone number. So we've already been slowly rolling that out. We've already been slowly normalizing people to that condition, right? Oh, well, no, it's just the new normal. It's a new normal. What are you going to do? Hey, if you want to get back to some kind of normal, you're just going to have to hand over your personal details whenever you go anywhere. All part of the quote-unquote new normal, which is a bucket of shit. And now, stage Ring two. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you for the gifted sub overage. And now stage two just falls seamlessly into place. By the way, if you come from a, a, an area that we deem to be dangerous, you can't go anywhere. <laughs> you can't participate. We can't let you into this building. I'm sorry. We checked your address and we have it on government authority that people from this address are getting more sick than other people. But I'm not sick. Too bad. You come from a dangerous, you come from a hotspot. spot. How do you like them apples, huh? How do you like them apples? Imagine going up to a restaurant or something. I'm sorry, you need to hand over your personal details before we let you eat here and pay us money. Fine. Oh, uh, sorry. It looks like you come from Smithtown. What's the problem? Well, didn't you hear? The government put out a report saying that people from Smithtown, it's become a COVID-19 cluster in Smithtown. So I'm afraid we can't let you in. You are now going to be discriminated against, not for whether or not you have the virus, but where you fucking live. (laughs) Making my nipples hard. Where you live will be the problem. Don't even... People will be begging. People will be begging for the temperature checks. You watch. Hey, we can't discriminate people. We can't discriminate against people based on where they live. Why don't we just do temperature checks and have facial recognition cameras at all the government buildings? That'll sort it out. Let's do that instead. It's the fairer way to go. The script writes itself. You're watching the slow death of freedom in your lifetime. You should feel very, very, very lucky that you were here to witness it. Because one day this history will all be written over and it will be something else. You were actually here to witness it. But of course, in the time that's coming when history is rewritten, uh, you'll have to make sure that you keep all of these stories to yourself, which means I'm fucked. I'm fucked. (laughs) But you as an audience member, you can always have some kind of plausible deniability. Start turning away people based on where they live. And I do have to make a special note here to uh, Danica DiGiorgio, who should be a fucking supermodel instead of a reporter. I mean, look at her. Jesus Christ. What is she, like six foot six? (laughs) absolutely gorgeous it makes it makes the news a little easier to take when the person delivering it to you is stunning but putting that to one side it wasn't enough to make me uh completely forget about the story unfortunately
9: hot spot. The Premier today really ramping up her warnings. It will mean that pubs, clubs, restaurants and other venues, when they check a person's ID or when they take down details for contact tracing, that they do not allow people into their premises if they come from a Victorian hotspot. Wow. Of course, yesterday, the Premier warned that people in New South Wales should not be travelling to the border state and should avoid all non-essential travel to Melbourne.
1: Don't go, don't travel, don't go in a state. And by the way, if somebody comes from a hot spot, don't let them into your building. Check everybody's address before they come to your establishment. And if they come from a place that we say is dangerous, it's now your job to kick them out. How about that one? Right? But, you know, even if even if you were a pro um, heavy-handed policing of the of the lockdown restrictions, right? If you were somebody who was going around not that long ago saying, well, I think they need to enforce these rules with zero tolerance, guess what? You're now enforcing the rules. You're now doing it. How does it feel? The government has just deputized you. So now you're going to have to put up with the angry customer. You're going to have to have the arguments. You're going to have to physically remove people yourself. Because guess what? The next thing will come, the business will get fined if they let people in who come from a hotspot. Don't worry, it'll come. It'll now be your fucking job to enforce the government's bullshit rules. (laughs) I bet you're really happy that you went along with it, huh? I bet you're really excited to enforce, to do the government's job for them against your fellow citizens. Congratulations. You just accelerated the police state a little bit more. Thank you for keeping us safe. Unfucking believable. All right. Just before we go to the break here, I haven't seen this. So that's the bad news. The good news. <laughs> The good news, going by uh, what the description of this video is, the good news, ladies and gentlemen, is don't worry. There's a whole range of zhushi, fab accessories that you can have to jazz up your COVID-19 post-lockdown lifestyles. Let's have a look at this promotion uh, being masqueraded as news for various fashion techniques on how to, like I said, sex up your COVID-19 wardrobe options, ladies and gentlemen.
8: Covid nineteen essentials. We're not about to list off a bunch of items. Covid oh, nineteen no. essentials, <laughs> which probably should include those shoes. Uh, that- Whoa, we're off to a good start.
1: <laughs> this is the, this is the world's most eligible bachelor. Here, um, listen to the music playing in the background. It sounds like one of those trendy hair salons or a place where you buy jeans with holes in them. (laughs) We're talking about COVID-19 must-haves, essentials. These are the essential items, apparently. Look at all the pink and the purple and the blue in the background. Look at the guy's flawless haircut. (laughs) You know what's coming already, don't you?
8: 19 essentials. We're not about to list off a bunch of items. COVID 19 no. essentials, which probably should include those shoes as <laughs> uh, <is> a pop. up
9: <laughs>
8: Fucking hilarious. This bloke up store in Aventura. Good timing, huh? Well, we yeah. checked in for a visit of the times. COVID-19 Essentials is now open on the second floor of Aventura Mall. Anything
11: that's (laughs) COVID-19
8: related, we have it.
1: It's a COVID-19 retail outlet. (laughs) I've been studying your long-term business plan. I'm not sure. It doesn't look like a cheap store. I guess they're expecting COVID nineteen to be with us for quite some time. COVID nineteen accessories. This is capitalism at its finest, by the way. <laughs> hey, you want to look your best when you're avoiding a pandemic. <laughs> And coming down Ring the catwalk. The bell
0: and get your cheese. Thank man. you for the gifted
1: sub over it. And coming down the catwalk now, you see the sterling Stefan, rocking the latest in coronavirus fashion. He has the leopard skin print mask, which is handcrafted from the finest silks imported directly from India. You can see his jeans there, which have holes in them. They are designed specifically to repel any kind of airborne virus. Turn, to st- Turn. <laughs> OT Marty with the diamond says, cringe capitalism did not see that coming.
8: (laughs) The timing for a pop-up shop like this is pretty perfect. Perfect. It's perfect. We are all trying to stay safe. You know what? I'm
1: not even against this. You know why? because a whole bunch of very 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 stupid but rich people are going to go in there and pay $300 for a fucking face mask that you can get face mask that you can get for 2 bucks you know what i mean every trend has this lifespan if you've never seen the documentary hype it's about grunge and how grunge started and there's a whole section in that... Do- it's, a, it's one of the greatest documentaries ever made. I highly recommend it. Even if you don't like that style of music, you'll love the documentary. Just to see how these... It's a great study in human psychology. How trends start and how people jump on board. And there's a whole section dedicated to, like, all of these clothing chains that were coming out with grunge wear. So, <laughs> so the people in Seattle at the time would say, you know, like... I would look in a store, I would look in a, a catalog and it would have long johns with shorts for like 300 bucks. He's like we wear long johns up here because it's fucking cold. <laughs> it's like it's not a trend, it's not a fashion thing. We, we wear long johns because it's fucking cold outside. But they were selling them in like California for 300 bucks. <laughs> grunge wear became a thing to look like a bum, to look like a to look like an unemployed heroin addict became a style thanks to the grunge movement. And all of these department stores started fucking having like dressing up mannequins with like flannelette shirts tied around their waist and shit. You know what I mean? And people and fucking rich idiots would go in there and just throw money at them. <laughs> just unload cash onto the counter to look like an unemployed heroin addict. It was amazing. <laughs> Same thing is going to happen here with this stuff. So I'm actually for this. It relieves rich idiots of money that they have no right have, hanging on to. What there's a saying, isn't there? If uh, I I don't know, I'm gonna butcher it, but it's something along the lines of if you don't part, if you don't uh, take money from a rich idiot, then you're the idiot. <laughs> if a rich idiot's flashing money around and you're not taking it, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> so the COVID nineteen essentials fashion store is now open for business. <laughs> Come in and get your ridiculous face masks for two hundred dollars.
0: <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Ring the bell and get your cheese, man. Thank you
1: for the sub, Becca. Can I I get a coronavirus-styled Gucci handbag? Of course you can. That'll be $1,200. Thank you. Wow, thank you very much. I couldn't live without it. It's essential.
8: The demand was there. Everybody was kind of looking for masks and sanitizers and anything to do with COVID. But before you even... (laughs)
1: Do you ever just pray for a, an asteroid? <laughs> just take it. Just end it now. Wipe us all. We don't deserve this. We don't deserve to live. We've had a, we had a good run, humans. But we're we we are just begging for a, a life-ending event, an extinction-level event. We want it. We can't have it soon
8: enough. Then enter the store. You're scanned, like in a cool, high-tech way. We. <laughs> <laughs> It's cool and (laughs) high-tech.
2: Yep.
1: (laughs) That's going to feed perfectly into the cool and fun. Katie Reid. That's gonna feed perfectly into what I've got for you in the second hour—the conspiracy thing. Because I've got two videos I'm going to show you. I'm going to play them back to back. <laughs> Lizard bites with the diamond. Thank you for joining us. It says waiting for the diamond studded face mask. Oh, they're coming. Don't worry about that. They're definitely coming. Remember, we played the clip of Nancy Pelosi like three weeks ago, a month ago, where she was on. Um, she was doing a press conference. No, no, I didn't play it on my show. I played it on Winning TV. So I went on Winning TV and I, I said, did you see that clip with Nancy Pelosi talking about the face masks? And they're like, no. And I said, oh, you should fucking see it. So I played it on their show. And she's standing there. It's like a red carpet interview. And like the interviewer legitimately says, well, that's a very fashionable face mask you've got there, Nancy. Who, who designed it? And she's like, well, this came from a little boutique out in San Diego. And they made me this face mask. And it comes from, you know, she read the name of the company who made it. And it's very nice and, you know, people are making very fashionable face masks. You know, the senator from Maine has one with little lobsters on it. (laughs) (laughs) The face masks are now becoming a fashion item, which is insane. And that's when you know, like, the whole thing is basically illegitimate. We're talking about designer label fucking face masks. It's about making money now. A lot of people making a lot of money. Like I said on a previous show, not everybody's going broke during the coronavirus lockdowns, right? Some people are going to be making money off this shit. So, yeah, what I've got for you in the second half of the show is two clips back-to-back, two corporate media clips. The first one is basically explaining what goes on in the mind of a conspiracy theorist. And the second one is the BBC promoting the social tracking apps being put out by the government. A topic that we've covered ad nauseum on this show, so...
8: So this is fantastic. Let's kick off. And sanitizers and anything to do with COVID. But before you even enter the store, you're scanned. Like in a cool high-tech way.
1: Like in a cool high-tech way.
8: <laughs> we partnered up with Ken Security. Fucking perfect.
1: Perfect. You ever get the you ever get the sense that media is dumbing us down like in a cool high-tech way?
8: for the... Th-
1: Smile for the camera, little Stacy. Get used to the facial recognition software now before you go into the store. This way, they don't even have to check your ID to see if you come from a hotspot or not. This way, they scan your face and if your temperature's a little high, you get picked up by the police. It's very, It's a very good system.
8: Thermal imaging camera that we have in the front that literally detects the heat. Literally, literally detects the heat. Of your body, it's a cool high tech way of doing it. It even knows whether you're wearing a face mask. Wow, we know, right?
9: I never saw something like that. It was excited when
1: (laughs) (laughs) Hilly Hazan, the Chiron says, not masking her excitement. (laughs) I'm so excited by this. This
4: It's great.
1: It even knows if you're wearing a face mask. Do you remember we covered that story a month ago on this show? about the new facial recognition cameras in China, which can uh, which can pick up your face even if you're wearing a face mask. And people are like, what? How does that work? I'm like, I don't know. They've figured it out. So now the new facial recognition cameras, doesn't matter if you're wearing a face mask or not, they'll still get you. But how is it presented to us here in the West? Wow, it's super cool and high tech. We're so excited to go and buy more face
8: masks. <laughs> <laughs> we know right?
9: I never saw something like that. it was excited when-
8: ah, I hate local
1: news clips when they do this. come on we're gonna have to refresh 59 seconds in
8: <laughs> yes. We know right.
1: I
9: never saw something like
1: Sound persons with the diamond we promise to never share your information. Yes. You can trust us.
9: <laughs> like that it was excited when I saw it and then I started
1: We're just we're just a global corporate entity which literally makes money by trading your personal information. We would never trade your personal information. Well, that works for me.
9: <laughs> Take myself and see, wow, oh my god, oh my god, I like I was excited about it.
8: It's so exciting. This is so hot right now. This is a one-stop shop here, folks. They've got infrared thermometers, face shields, gloves. <laughs> Windshield. Get a new welding mask in there. Thermometer's face. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like two
8: hundred bucks a pop.
1: Oh god, I can't, I can't wait for the buyer's remorse. Because you just know these rich idiots are just wasting money. And they're going to get home and go, what the hell did I buy a face shield for? (laughs) Or the husband will say, what the fuck are you doing? I'm taking your credit card. And then uh, that will then start a chain of events like dominoes will fall, which will eventually lead to their divorce. Maybe even the suicide of one of their children down the line. Alcoholism, drug abuse will become a part of it. And then I'll have my final laugh. (laughs) And not before.
8: shields gloves, non-contact door openers, phone sterilizers. Phone sterilizers. Lots. (laughs) Holy shit.
1: (laughs) Becca 67 dropping a guinea on us. Thank you very much. Very generous. Says, I'd rather have the old-fashioned hands on a screen. You can't do that now. We can't have communal touchscreens. What are you, some kind of racist? And I say racist because if you're interested in spreading coronavirus, you obviously hate black people, right? We know this for a fact. So, you know, don't be so racist. (laughs) Everything. And lots of hand sanitizer. Lots of hand sanitizer coming from the latest in hand sanitizer designer fashions. And of course, masks. So many masks. Oh my God, look at these masks. This is so hot right now. I just love the yellow. Where did you get your mask? Oh, my God. I got it at Coronavirus Essentials. Really? Is that that new store in the mall that has the super cool, trip, fun, hip way of scanning your face before you go in? Hell, yes. I was so excited. Shut up, Stacy. Where did you get that fucking gas mask? I got it when I picked up a new face shield. (laughs) Shut up. Oh my God, where did you get your hand sanitizer? It smells like rainbows.
9: Entering
8: Aventura Mall, it is mandatory to wear a mask. And uh-huh. if you're already in Aventura Mall, might as well make it a fashionable mask.
1: Might as well make it fashionable. <laughs> sensational clip ladies and gentlemen thank you so much fascist hippie for that one uh i'm going to take a quick five minute break we'll be right back after these short messages thank you for joining us on this tuesday night edition no sleep till the end of the show edition of the daily boogie podcast we'll be right back uh after this quick break if you want to stick around then fine if not so long sucker uh we'll see you in five you're on the daily boogie
0: so check it out.
1: Idiot boogie bumper. Idiot boogie bumper. that one a workout. Come on. <laughs> dlivetv slash JJ and we love JJ here on the show.
0: It's the JJ Stoner Spring Collection, the perfect attire for any and every occasion you can think of this season. Like we were in the mosh pit full of sweat, and everyone's slapping, hitting, and pulling on you. This shit won't rip! Lunch at your favorite cafe? Brunch with the girls? These stylish ensembles will give you the confidence you need to look and feel your best. Or if you're getting arrested for possession, it comes with a built-in police stick-proof body armor. Keep swinging, pigs! Call now, and your order will come with a complimentary ounce of that dankest bubblegum slur cane that the South has to offer. Don't forget the wall tapestry! If you need to cover your wall, it works!
4: Inverted, narcissistic, and most importantly, completely pointless. Come waste an hour of your week with The Starting Block Friday nights Australian time at dlive.tv forward slash The Starting Block. Get in touch with us on Twitter at The Starting Block, no K at the end. Also, subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or iTunes by searching for The Starting Block, all one word, or on Podbean at Starting Join the Blockheads tuning in in their millions right around the world. I I hope your next hat is a bullet. Jesus <laughs> Christ! What are you fucking Asian Dick crazy?
2: Thank you. You? <laughs>
4: why do you, why do you have to ruin my evening. Like I was just gonna just listen, you know, listen to my buds do their show, and you you gotta, you just gotta do that.
2: Without the hat, so you're not enjoying it? No. <laughs> Dude,
8: Asian. Oh, come Dick on. Crazy. I secretly enjoy it. You look no. like you're going undercover in in Argentina. But it's now working. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I oh
2: hate come on, kind of of you
4: secretly
6: love it. <laughs>
2: No, no, I openly hate
4: it!
10: And there you have it. Uh, So subscribe to the Sunday Night Shit Show at youtube.com slash Sunday Night Shit Show. And hope to see you there on Sunday nights. Bye.
1: Feeling
0: depressed? Need someone to tell you it's not okay? Do you like Goth Public Access TV? Then join me for the Big Empty every Sunday at noon. Major underscore time on DLive with zeros for O's because everything in your life is that difficult. Hey Patriots, this is your favorite Southerner, Doc Martin. Just wanted to remind you to put on your calendars to join me and your favorite near to will Yankee, Bill D'Angelo, on Saturday nights, beginning with promises kept at 8 p.m. Eastern Time followed by the speakeasy with all of your favorite patriots. You never know
6: what we might cuss and discuss.
12: That's right, Doc Martin. This is everybody's favorite Yankee, Phil Angel, speaking. And on Saturday night, we could have Kimmy, y censored affectionately known as Electrolux, the original grandma, U.K. Neil, Rusty and his famous sound test show, Coffee Talk with Sandra, Earth Citizen, Stefan, the infamous grandma Sears, Mac Daddy may even make a show up, or virtually anyone else in the world for some irrelevant fun.
0: Yankee, you mean some irreverent fun. So be sure to join us on Twitch, Periscope,
12: DLive, or YouTube. That's right, Doc. Follow us at Winning TV on all of those channels. So be
0: sure and put it on your calendar. We'll be looking for you. We'll leave the porch light on.
1: I still think it's irrelevant fun. Why are you for coins when you have a heavy
5: bag?
0: <laughs> There's a place that we can go to watch old things. All the warm fuzzy never berries or it brings. It's a special little spot tucked away on D-Live. Enjoy the joy of Passy. Carry old movies and old cartoons. We hope to see you over there very soon It's our special little spot tucked away on delight Enjoy the joy of Petsy When we were kids and there wasn't any school We'd sit and watch all the best cartoons Eating cereal until it was noon We never thought that 30 years later It'd still be Corona Saturday night and cheesy movies, the ones that used to show us boobies. It's our special little spot, tucked away on the light. Enjoy the joy of Patsy. Enjoy the joy of Patsy. Enjoy the joy of Patsy. This, Justin. The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms, police have reported.
8: All like. around
10: this world can get you down.
11: There's just one thing you can do.
0: Back up And shake your all around No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie Come on, everybody boogie popper tonight No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie Come on, everybody boogie
1: popper tonight No one's gonna tell me how to boogie Come on, everybody boogie popper tonight Coming back Second half of the show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Thank you for sticking around Like I said, so much more to get through, so little time. What is a conspiracy, exactly? And who are the conspiracy theorists? Hmm, the answer. The answer to all of these questions and more coming right up. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Thank you for sticking around. Just before we get to the conspiracies, by the way, you're listening to the Daily Boogie in case you weren't aware. If you'd like to become a full-time supporter, Patreon, if you want to subscribe. UK Neil with UK diamond. UK Neil says, sorry for the lateness. I'm sorry, but I don't accept that apology. You're going you're gonna to have to go back and see the start of the show, UK Neil, because like you're basically the only guy in the UK who watches this show. So it was all about you the first half an hour. Not about you specifically, but your brethren. Uh, by the way, when you can get down to Lancashire, and have a talk with the captain of the Burnley Football Club, do that post-haste, uh, because he needs a stern talking to. Does the captain of Burnley. Brendan Mee, I think his name is. Mee, 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 Me. Shout out to Royce Lopez at Daywave Radio. Um, and yes, I did. I watched uh, the replay of Royce and JJ Stone. I follow both those guys on D-Live, by the way. More uh, Daywave Radio, uh, I think it's just Daywave. DLive.tv slash daywave and DLive.tv slash Stoner. Yes, of course, you can use me. You can use me for your partnership application. As a partner, I wholeheartedly endorse this event or product. And you can use that snippet for any time you want to use, you want to promote your channel to be getting to DLive, to get to partner status. You can take that snippet and use it. <laughs> Winning TV with a diamond, UK. Uck. Uck. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Yes, Lois Ropes. Um, <laughs> So before we get to the conspiracy part of the show, I have to show you this. Just keeping on look, like the previous story, the coronavirus essentials. I came across this like 20 minutes before we went live and I almost forgot about it. Have a look at this little fucking nugget of beauty here. <laughs> Do you remember we did that story, I don't know, like six months ago? Six months ago, pardon me. Six weeks ago, like the time is starting to get to me now. The brain is starting to turn into custard from the lack of sleep. So we could go right off the rails here. Um, do you remember the story we did about six weeks ago called Coronavirus in a Box? Um, pardon me, Holiday in a Box? <laughs> so the one of the heads of the European Union said, we need to come up with new and inventive ways in order to uh, get people holidaying again. And legitimately, like the top bureaucrat in the European Union said, we need to back this idea, which is basically putting perspex boxes on the beach and have family sit in the box. I'm not even fucking joking. Like this, you know, and that was nearly two months ago. The madness accelerates exponentially now. So that wasn't even the craziest. That's not even close to the craziest thing anymore. Is having holidays in a box. (laughs) Literally in a fucking box. They want a family to go down to the beach, get into a clear Perspex box, sit there, sunbathe, whatever. And then when when you've done, you get out of the box and you go home. (laughs) So, of course, it'll never happen here. Have a look at this. <laughs> Have a look at this nifty little number. Coming to you from a very health-conscious gym, ladies and gentlemen, in the United States. Because remember, that was only those crazy, those crazy crazy Europeans who were coming up with things like, you know, doing daily activities in a box. Uh, now the Americans are getting in on the act. Have a look at this fucking story.
4: This is how one gym is keeping its customers safe during the COVID-19 pandemic.
1: We're keeping you safe. <laughs> <laughs> we're keeping you safe <laughs> do you feel in charge <laughs> <laughs> look at this shit man it's a sweat box it's a literal sweat box the only way that they could make this better for the gym goers I think would to be have to have mirrors on the inside of the box so you can see yourself in 360 degrees all the time you know what I mean everywhere you turn every crunch every tuck Every every rep, every lift, every stretch is captured by the mirrors all around you. At this stage, it's just clear
4: plastic. <laughs> we put up walls and barriers. Pete Sapson, owner of Inspire South Bay Fitness. I'm in inspired. In Redondo Beach, California, yeah. built nine individual plastic pods <laughs> so his clients could work out and attend classes while maintaining social distance. <laughs>
1: How do you explain to somebody that they're undoing millennia of evolution and regressing back into insect form? Do you show them a picture of themselves jumping around in a plastic box? Will that do the trick? (laughs) Ridiculous but hilarious nonetheless. Becca in the chat, that explains it. California, oh no, don't worry, once people see this, they'll start rolling it out in other places too. It won't just be California. Oftentimes California is just the first one over the trench, but then the other states start copying what California does. So don't worry, it's coming to a state, near. it's coming to a gym near you, don't worry about it.
9: With or without a mask. At first we were looking at plexiglass and it was just, Way too expensive. It was just over ten thousand dollars. Yeah, because
1: so. when you're protecting people, you've got to do it on the cheap. Let's just whack some shower curtain up on some poles. <laughs> Works for me.
9: <laughs> we're protect. We're keeping people safe to a budget. Oh, so my wife and I. She actually came up with the idea of like, let's put shower curtains in, and we we used some PVC pipes before. So let's yep. build that up. Just make it a little bit more sturdy. Look, it's like it's
1: it's literal cable ties. With plastic PVC pipes and fucking shower curtains. We're keeping people safe.
9: And bigger, and out came the pods. The total cost.
1: The pods. We're calling them pods. We'll call them safety pods. Let's call them buff boxes. <laughs> <laughs> For the six feet. Let's call them COVID cancelers.
4: Wide by ten feet high. Shower curtain pods. About four.
1: Shower curtain pods.
4: Four hundred dollars.
1: Why am I getting the psycho music playing in the? I
4: Take your temperature really fast. There
1: it is. Here it. Here we go. Got to get that temperature scan before you go in there. If only, gee, if only we had uh, the super high tech and fun face scanning at this establishment. Don't worry, eventually we will. Hopefully. And that way, we won't have to ban you based on whether or not you come from a hotspot. Because that's coming too. You know, you you come from the wrong address. Sorry. Can't let you in. You come from a dangerous hellhole of coronavirus. Can't let you work out today. Not even in the buff box. (laughs) Not even in the shower curtain
4: fucking safety unit. When members arrive, they get a temperature check sanitize their hands and then are assigned to a pod where they have their own mat bench and a variety of dumbbells it's just bizarre
1: I just you know sometimes people come in and and they're like you know sometimes people message me and stuff and they're like well so what's your fucking solution all you do is sit there and criticize things like I've been told that before not just by not just by like one person, but by like many people. Oh, what well, you think you're so smart? All you do is sit there and fucking criticise everything. It's like, yeah, well, that's what I what's what I do. And they're like, well, why don't you? What's what's your idea? And it's like, I I don't do solutions. I do problems. I've always said that there's two kinds of people on planet Earth. Right? There are people who uh, create solutions, and there are people who identify problems. I'm a problems guy. I'm not a solutions guy. If you come up with a solution, I'll tell you what the problem is with it. You see my point? You're the guy. You want to be the solutions guy? That's fine. But I'm going to be the guy that puts my hand up and goes, "Uh, there's a problem with your solution. Actually, there's more than one problem with your solution. There's a whole bunch. Of, there's a whole list of problems with your solution. So I don't, I don't have to, I don't, I'm not the solutions dude. Sorry. That's the office down the hall. I'm the problems guy. <laughs> I identify problems. This is a fucking problem, right here. <laughs> but you know, people are like why don't you come up with solutions? Why look, look where we look, what we're doing here? We're basically insects now at this point. <laughs> Sound persons in the chat. Well, then you are part of the problem. Touche. Um, so it's now I'm just like a, I'm just acting as like an obituary writer for Western civilization at this point. I'm taking a leaf out of Peter Hitchens' book. I'm not trying to save anybody. I'm not trying to save anything. There's no saving it now. It's done. We're finished. We're just living in the afterglow of what once was a prosperous, um, confident, self-assured civilization. We're living in the aftermath of it now. It's only getting worse in the future. There's no coming back from this. So I'm just jotting down. I'm tracking our descent into madness. Makes me happy. Overage with the diamond says if you use their sauna, you'll get plastic coating. Very good. Let's uh, hopefully some people die from plastic poisoning. That would be a nice solution to the problem. Got to you know you know what they say about omelets. You got to fucking crack a few eggs, mate.
4: Gym goers are responsible for wiping down their own equipment in the pod. Oh, good. Now I'm working for you.
1: Do I get a check? <laughs>
4: Do I get a fucking paycheck here
1: for cleaning the gym
4: equipment? Come on. Before Pete and his staff do a second cleaning.
1: Second clean.
9: Two cleanings. We know it doesn't protect our clients 100%, but it's something. It's like at least another lady. Yeah, it's a promo. All right.
1: (laughs) It's a promo. It's It's a way to get on Inside Edition by spending $400 by whacking some shower curtain up on some PVC pipe. Well done. Capitalism at its finest, ladies and gentlemen capitalism wins again. (laughs) And after you work out in your buff box, in your coronavirus pod at the local gym, you can head down to COVID Essentials at the local mall. Maybe you can get yourself some very fashionable COVID safe gym equipment before you go into the pod. You know, I'm going to go work out today in the buff box. I think I need a new set of yoga pants. Can I get one that has a little uh, COVID nineteen logos on it. Yes, you can here at COVID Essentials. Just before to just be sure to scan your face at the very super high tech and fun uh, face scanning thing that we have out the front before you come in. Am I the Aussie Al Sharpton? Well, of course I'm black, so it makes sense to me. You mean I'm not black? Now that is a shock. All right, so let's get let's get to the main thing for tonight. <clears throat> I came across a couple of little clips here from 60 minutes in Australia, and they were talking about conspiracy theories and conspiracy theorists, and it's amazing how often this cycle repeats itself. If you have a memory longer than a goldfish, you'll remember that after every kind of significant crackdown on freedoms or every kind of significant event in that, in that sphere outrolls like the various news reports and the various opinion pieces and the various panel shows talking about how crazy and stupid and weird it is to think anything other than what the government's telling you every single time, whether it's 9-11, the Iraq war, uh, the war on drugs, even going back to like the 60s and the 70s, right? Because if you're against the war on drugs, you were some crazy fucking whacked out conspiracy theorist back there. Whatever the big government push is, there's the corporate media Spurs springs into action in order to get ahead, we call it get ahead of the curve, right Because they know where the conversation is going to end up. so they try to cut it off at the past to make sure that nobody ends up there or at least the very few people that end up there, are already being dismissed as crazy and wrong and fringe and stupid before we even get to that point in the conversation. It's called getting ahead of the curve, right? It happens every time. So, again, sorry, I'm, I'm stealing from PJ Dubs a bit tonight. Imagine my shock. Yeah, J, JFK didn't kill himself. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein either. So, imagine my shock when I started seeing these stories roll out a couple of weeks ago. And I thought it was very cute and fun. Yes, Ben K Veritas with the diamond. Thank you for joining us. You're crazy if you question mainstream craziness. Exactly, one hundred percent. Don't be crazy and question things. That would be crazy. Don't don't question the crazy. That makes you crazy. So there's a lot of things happening in this little clip, and I've scanned through it. I've probably watched like two minutes of it, like at different stages of the of the clip. I don't know how far we'll get into it because there's two other ones I want to show you. So let's, let's let's just wet our whistle first. Let's just get a little taste for what's coming here.
6: Just who is hoodwinking who? Good question. There's no doubt COVID-19 has caused great uncertainty in the world, but does that mean we should ignore the scientists, doctors and even politicians who are working to figure out ways to beat the virus?
1: Do you, do you see the framing straight off, straight away? Like, I've said it before and I've said it again. These people are very good at what they do. And it's a whole bunch of, it's it's constant, 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 non sequiturs, loaded questions, straw man arguments, right? Who is hoodwinking who? Now, the exactly, Evelyn in chat, hoodwinked. The reason, why would you use a word like hoodwinked? Hoodwinked is like a a childish word. It's a kid's word. It's a word that you associate with like kids cartoons and storybooks and stuff. It's not something you take seriously. Oh, he was hoodwinked, right? If you were being genuine, you would say who's fooling who or who's deceiving who. That would be an adult way of, of presenting it. But no, no, we use the term hoodwinked because we're already dismissing it. We're already diminishing people before we've even started. And they say, but does that mean we should question every... Does that mean we should question the scientists? And then that's the fallacy of the majority, right? The scientists, the politicians, the experts, should we question them because they're trying to come up with a solution to fight the virus? (laughs) Right? In other words, like, it's, it's a battle between the anti-science people who want everybody to die from a virus and the people who are doing their best to protect us when that's not the discussion really at all, depending on who you talk to. But it's we are 16 seconds into the clip and it's the programming is already at full speed. Once you see it, you can't unsee it. Once you're, once you're able to break down language, it, it, it won't get past you anymore. And it actually it becomes maddening because it's so disingenuous from one sentence to the next. But let's carry on.
6: Well, yes, if you believe an increasing number of increasingly angry people.
1: See, angry people are getting. <laughs> like we could do this all day. Yes, you should dismiss the scientists who are trying to protect you and keep you safe. If you listen to these very angry people over here. These very angry, wild, unhinged people, right? Who think they're being hoodwinked. They're very childish, very angry, very fringe, very extreme. Chill out, bros. Just do what you're told.
6: Who are convinced coronavirus is nothing more than a sinister plot to control their lives. But what do these conspiracy
1: Now, see, I'm like poison to this because... I don't think coronavirus is just a sinister plot to control people's lives. I don't think coronavirus is just the cough. It's just the flu. I think it's different from the flu. From symptoms to treatment, it is different to the flu. From rate of spread, it is different to the flu, right? And from for, for how it has to be treated in the extreme cases, it's different from the flu as well. It needs much more resources than just the flu does. Bed rest isn't good enough if you get it really bad, right? So, but that doesn't mean that people aren't going to use it as an opportunity to take your freedom away. (laughs) Which is the, that's the real argument here. Like like I've been, this has been my point when coronavirus first came out and it keeps getting missed by some people. Because people wanted to talk about, oh, let's compare it to flu statistics. I'm like, no, that's not the real discussion here the discussion that's going to be had months from now is it doesn't matter if you think coronavirus is real or not. It really doesn't. That is irrelevant. What matters is all of the other flow-on effects, right? The manifestation of people's reaction to coronavirus will make it real is what I kept saying over and over and over again. Now look at us. After three months of fucking lockdown, we're exercising in boxes, We've got designer stores coming up with new face masks. We've got the government saying that uh, private businesses need to ban people if they come from a certain part of the city. Travel's banned. You can't have five people over at your house for a barbecue. That's the shit I was talking about then when other people were like, just look, compare it to the flu statistics. I'm like, forget about the fucking flu statistics. Think about the facial scans before you go into stores. Think about having to walk around with an app in your pocket that says you're allowed to go outside today. Think about the drones flying around, breaking up groups of people on the beach. That shit is real, even if coronavirus is not. So then the the whole argument about is coronavirus real or not is really immaterial. It's really irrelevant. Because all of the shit that's happening now, that's real. Even if you don't think it's more than the flu. And while we were arguing about is it the flu or is it not the flu, all of these other little programs were being rolled out. But how does it get presented on a show like this? Oh, well, it's just, it's just a plot to take our freedoms away. No, no, no. No. <clears throat> how about it's being used... To take our freedoms away. Is that okay? Can I say that? Because clearly, it obviously objectively is. That's not even a conspiracy, bro. See how they misdirect you? They guide you into a false argument? Well, this idiot thinks it's a plot to take our freedoms away. Excuse me, are they not taking our freedoms away? Well, yes, they are, but it's to protect you from the virus. Right. Fine. But the freedoms being taken away is the point. Like I did a video uh, a while ago of people protesting the lockdown laws and they were like, oh, 5G, coronavirus. I'm like, see, fucking don't even worry about that. Don't even mention fucking 5G at a lockdown rally. How about you just say it's wrong to lock people up if they walk outside and and break no law? How about that? Stick with that because that's the discussion. The fact that people are getting handcuffed and put into police cars Because they have the audacity to walk outside their front door for no reason. Uh, No, I just want to go outside today. Too bad. Throw him in the fucking jail. That's the problem. Theorists
6: know that we don't. Why are so many people listening to them?
1: (laughs) Why are you listening to these lunatics? Why are you paying attention to this stuff? What the hell is wrong with you? Just do what you're fucking told, all right? If there's two things that are important in life, it's truth and it's freedom. Shocking and
5: horrific Australian
1: government fascist See, I, this is the thing. If you want, to, if you genuinely believe that like your, your job on this earth is to fucking red pill normies or whatever, you're not going to red pill anybody by talking about 5G and fucking. Uh, You know, 5G is the coronavirus and it's all a scam by the Democrats and blah, blah, blah. You're not going to convince anybody. You're just going to look crazy. Even if you genuinely believe that to be true, just focus on the objective shit that we can all see in front of us. Like it's wrong to arrest people for breaking no crime, uh, breaking no law. That will do. That's how you Red Pill and You don't give them a big fucking data download in five minutes. It doesn't work like Oh, the Luciferians are running this fucking campaign. People will switch off. People don't want to hear that shit. Try it. Try it. For every one person that listens to you, 500 will dismiss you for the rest of their lives. And I'll say, there's that crazy fucking idiot again, talking about all that weird shit. That's not how red-pilling works. You tip, you tick one dom- you tip one domino over. What, wherever that domino is, wherever in their belief system that domino exists, you tip the one domino, and that's what starts the rest of them going off. You don't try to knock over all the dominoes in one hit, because you'll miss. You'll look foolish. You just look for that one angle that you can take in their belief system and just give it a little push, a little nudge, and then they'll do the rest themselves.
6: COVID-19 has created a perfect storm for conspiracy theorists. It's all a mind game. Around the world, we're seeing them become more vulnerable.
1: Got to show the guys, look at the flashes. Look at the flashes coming up here. Look at that, huh? (laughs) Ha ha! Got to show the angry guys with guns. They look like whacked out militia members, if you ask me. Fringe conspiracy theorists, hmm? We're seeing them become more vocal
6: and more extreme. What
5: if all you ever knew was a lie?
1: More vocal and more extreme. <laughs>
6: Believe. That much of what they're being told by the authorities, by the scientific and medical world, by the media, is a big, fat lie.
1: <laughs> can can I hit the reset button here? <laughs> See, that line, I, I know that you get this. There's nothing wrong with that line. That line makes sense. No, no, a lot of it is a big, fat fucking lie. But it's all of the previous shit that they use, the programming that they use leading up to that line, which then leaves like 80% of the people watching it to dismiss whatever they're going to hear next. Well, everything can't be a lie, right? I mean, these are crazy people who think they've been hoodwinked and it's all a hoax. Why would I believe? She even said before this little role started playing, why does anybody listen to these people? <laughs> But it's presented like it's some kind of objective fact-finding mission. You know what I mean?
6: Believing that much of what they're being told by the authorities, by the scientific and medical world, by the media,
1: is a big fat lie.
6: We
12: want information and we want the truth. The truth
6: doesn't change. Why have we seen this uprising, do you think? People who mean made-
1: Uprising. Now, this guy is a celebrity here in Australia. He's a celebrity chef, believe it or not. And he gets slammed by the media. But people love him enough for his cooking where he can get away with it. He's in a very, very, he's he's in a little sweet spot, you see.
6: Never have decided to go public with their views.
1: And he's not completely unhinged.
6: Who's are doing that. Why is that?
8: Because some things just don't make sense with this. Some things just don't add up.
1: That's the way to go about it. You don't have to say what your theory is. You can just say, well, this this doesn't make sense to me. How do you explain that? The theories are as numerous. Here we go. So he didn't say a theory. He just said some things don't add up. Now we're going into the, the they're going to find the fringiest, craziest ideas that you can find and then smack it right up against his very reasonable take.
6: As they are nonsensical.
1: There's your 5G policy.
6: From 5G towers and vaccines spreading coronavirus to suspicions the virus was unleashed deliberately by Bill Gates. Or that a cabal of elites are intent on taking over the world.
1: <laughs> See how that's the last one that they use. <laughs> Well, I mean, the cabal of elites intent on taking over the world is obviously a crazy conspiracy theory because the cabal of elites already does run the world. (laughs) Of course that's wrong, you idiot. They already run the world. What are you talking about? (laughs) Nice. Nice. Just got to throw that one in at the end, though. Listen to, listen to some of these crazy theories that are floating around on the internet. Some people believe... <laughs> thank, thank you for coming. For coming. i are see you in, in hell. hell. Some people believe that Santa Claus impregnated their dog and a troll popped out. Some people believe that their toothbrush is enchanted by underground wizards. Some people believe that the sun is actually their long-lost stepdaughter. And other people believe that there's very rich, powerful people running the world. I mean, fucking hell. Look at all these crazy theories. (laughs) Some people believe that there's an army of trolls that lives in every US government submarine which come out at night, howl at the moon and then have trans sex with each other. Other people believe that the media is run by about four corporations. Can you believe that shit? Can you believe that? (laughs) crazy people? A lot of crazy people out there. For most of us,
6: they're ideas that are simply unbelievable. Because there are ulterior motives. Yeah.
1: Jim N-word in the chat. Some people think we're lying to them. Do you believe that? Do you believe that shit? Have you heard that one? It's crazy.
6: <laughs> but to those leading the charge, we're the crazy ones if we don't start paying attention.
1: the level of lies. We're the crazy to to these to these fringe conspiracy theorists. We're the crazy ones because we don't pay enough attention. (laughs) We're the crazy ones because we believe everything the government tells us. (laughs) They think we're crazy for doing that. Isn't it just? Isn't this so cozy? I love it. You know, to those fringe conspiracy theorists out there, you know, those very fringe, very dangerous people out there, they think we're, we're the crazy ones because we just believe everything we're told without questioning it. I mean, can you believe that? Do you believe that madness? Wow, what a bunch of crazies. Isn't it good? All right, let's move on to the second piece here. This is great. I think this guy is some kind of psychologist. So you know he's on the level. How do regular people fall into believing conspiracy theories, ladies and gentlemen? How did you become the way you are? How did you become this crazy, whacked-out individual, I hear you ask? Good question. Everyone's got an origin story. So this one is yours.
6: Who are conspiracy theorists? Because we have seen...
1: Regular pe- Who are conspiracy theorists? <laughs> Have you heard about these conspiracy the- pe- theory people? Have you seen them around? Who are these people? Who are these people? People, mums and dads,
6: young people, old people, all on the streets, all... Young people, old people, mums and dads. Imbibing, if you like.
2: Imbibing, nice word. Well, I think it is anyone who needs psychological comfort in a period of crisis.
1: This week we have been dealing, this week and last week, we've been dealing with these little switcheroos, right? Have a listen to that. Have one more listen to it and tell me, see if you can tell me what the switcheroo is here taking place. Have a listen again. See if you can pick the problem with this.
6: The streets all imbibing, if you like.
2: Well, I think it is anyone who needs psychological comfort in a period of crisis.
1: How about that one? That's special. So, let's go over our little switcheroos so far. The first one that we dealt with uh, was a while ago, and that was coronavirus isn't causing the lockdown. Freedom is causing the lockdown. Because a virus is going to do what a virus does. But the real cause of the spread of the virus is not the virus itself. It's people exercising their freedoms. So we need to do away with the freedoms. We need to clamp down on freedoms. That's the real cause of the problem. That was the first little switcheroo. Then we had uh the okay symbol yesterday, right? Where they used to say <clears throat> the oh, it's been long referred, it's been long recognized as the okay symbol. But some people use it as a symbol of white power. Now they say it's recognized as a symbol of white power, which is also used as an okay sign. That was the second switcheroo. The third switcheroo we had today. Where now, if you kneel during the Anthem, that's being respectful to the movement. And people who don't kneel during the Anthem, they're actually the disrespectful ones. It's like shifting tiles constantly. And your position is going to become the untenable one. They're moving you, they're moving you in front of the firing squad. And now this one. See... Call me crazy. Maybe they already do. I'm not sure. But I would have thought that the people who are seeking comfort during the crisis would be the people clamouring for leaders and health experts and politicians and media to tell them what to think and tell them what to do. Those would be the people who are looking for comfort. I don't think the people who are conspiracy theorists who genuinely believe that there's some kind of plot against them are looking for fucking comfort. (laughs) If anything, they're looking for the opposite. Because the comfort thing is to just say, don't worry, the government's got this, everything's going to be okay as long as I do what I'm told. That's what looking for comfort is. Looking for comfort during a crisis is looking to your leader and saying, please tell me what to think so I can feel safe. Think of all of the programming we've been through on this show. This is to protect you. This is to keep you safe. Just do what you're told. It makes people comfortable. But no, now the latest switcheroo. Oh, the people who question things are actually looking for some they're looking for comfort during a crisis it's just all about them they're looking for their own levels of comfort they feel safe knowing that they believe it or not this guy legitimately is trying to argue that the conspiracy theorists feel safer knowing that uh elite cabal satanists are out to kill them <laughs> believe it or not that's the argument being presented to you that conspiracy theorists are just looking for something comfortable to believe in. Wow.
6: Imbibing, if you like.
2: Well, I think it is anyone who needs psychological comfort in a period of crisis. Because having somebody to blame some dark forces for what is going on in the world, for some people is...
1: Like the Nazis, the white supremacists, uh, the West the capitalists, the white males. Who else have we got on the list? (laughs) The racists, the bigots, the homophobes, the xenophobes, the Islamophobes, like all of them? Like blaming them for all of the ills of the world, perhaps? Would you say? Or something else, maybe?
2: Don't know. Just a thought. Comforting. It is easier for them to do that than it is to accept that we're just living through a random tragic period of human history.
1: It's easier for people to accept than just believing what they're told. (laughs) See, believing what you're told is actually the hard thing to do now. There's switcheroo number five for the week. Just believing what the government tells you, that's actually very difficult. That's the hard choice that people have to make. Because they're not looking for comfort. They're not looking for easy answers. No. The people who just believe what they're told by the government and the health experts and whatnot and any other authority that tries to speak to them, the people who just believe what they're told instantly without questioning it, they are the truth seekers now. They're the the brave people who aren't seeking comfort. No, no. Just random things happening. <laughs> Mind you, we can point to all of, like, the facial recognition software. We've just seen it being presented on this show. Wow, look at this super cool, high-tech way of taking your temperature. Look at these people working out in fucking boxes. Look at these new rules. You can't travel interstate. Hey, look at these rules. If you come from a suburb that we don't like, we're going to ban you from going into private businesses. Hey, hey. Just believe what you're told. It's the brave, truth-seeking option. (laughs) Right? Little switcheroos. So, let's top it off with this little piece here as we wind out Tuesday night's edition of the No Sleep edition of the Daily Boogie, ladies and gentlemen. This video is entitled Coronavirus. Can you trust the contact tracing app in your phone? Via the BBC News, the British Broadcasting Corporation, ladies and gentlemen. I have not watched this clip. I have not watched it, but having watched a myriad of these similar clips before, I can tell you exactly how it's going to go. You can rate me. See how close I am. I swear to God, swear on all of your lives and my own included that I have not watched this clip but I've been doing this for so long now I can look at the name. Just the fact that they've flashed up 1984 at the start of it, I know that they're already prepping you from the very first image and the name of the clip. Can you trust the government contract tracing apps? Can you do it by the government-funded media organisation known as the BBC? That's all I need to go off to tell you that it's going to start with We're going to go. We go through stages with these things. The first one is they're going to splash out a whole bunch of questions first up. How does this help? Uh, How can we stop it? Are people doing things? Are things being researched? All of these questions and more. Then they're going to spend most of the time on the positives. How this kind of technology will protect you. It will keep you safe as long as people use it. Then everybody's going to be healthy. Hey. And then we're going to talk about the new normal, quote unquote, the new normal, where you have to have this constant surveillance in order to have a normal life, even though that's not normal, that'll happen. And then they might dedicate like one minute of the clip to actually talking about all of the negative side of the, of the social tracking apps and stuff, but they will refer to it in dismissive tone and say things like, well, some people have concerns about privacy. Listen out for that sentence. There are people out there who have some privacy concerns or privacy issues, and that's all you'll get on the other side of the debate. You may get one expert coming.
2: Holy shit! I
1: Becca 67 with a ninja genie. Thank you so much. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> so you might get one expert who's like a privacy spokesman or something and says, well, we really think this is overreach. And then you'll get the instant dismissal by saying, but overreach aside, the amount of lives that can be protected by this have really been estimated to be in the thousands, right? You, you see the way that I'm going. So just remember that. Let's see how close I am. Because like I said, I swear to God, haven't watched this clip yet. That's just my prediction. Let's see how we go.
10: In the movies, mass surveillance embodies <laughs> government overreach. <laughs> but now, surveillance for the good of public health has ah! arrived in the...
1: Hey! <laughs> We're already winning! <laughs> We're already nailing it. How do you like that? We are nine seconds in. And I'm already on the fucking money. One out of five, four to go. The good of public health. You know, in the movies, they talk about, <laughs> in the movies, they talk about mass surveillance being a negative, but for the good of public health, this is what we're doing now. It's about protecting you.
10: Form of contact tracing apps.
1: Digital
5: contact tracing tools offer. Oh my, the op- the, if, <laughs>
1: They're actually using the World Health X? They're using the WHO now? Arrived in
10: the form of yeah. contact tracing apps. Digital contact
1: tracing. Oh, they really don't care. <laughs> they're wheeling out the WHO guy still. They're still doing it. After all that we know about the WHO and where they get their funding and how they've fucked up, they've fucked this up from day one, they're still rolling this guy out. To say contact tracing on your telephone is a very good idea. We all know that this whole tech started in China in the first place about five to ten years ago. They've They've been doing this stuff already in China. Now we're rolling it out here in the West. We are copying what China does now, not the other way around. People love to say, oh, China copies our tech. No, no, we're copying theirs now. Get it right. Get it right. We copy what they do, not the other way around. Tools offer the opportunity
11: to trace larger numbers of contacts in a shorter period of time. Good, this creative it. innovation may be just what the government needs to aid in efforts of
1: contact tracing. <laughs> creative innovation. Creative innovation, aiding in our efforts, ladies and gentlemen, to fight off coronavirus. Creative innovation. You love creative innovation, don't
9: you? One app
1: can even win you some cash, if you can prove you're
9: at home. (laughs) But have things gone too
13: far? We've seen essentially governments exploit the spread of a public health crisis to basically accelerate the erosion of civil liberties and, and privacy.
1: Maybe I'm going to be wrong on this occasion. That's very optimistic that they would put that up front. They never normally do that. Maybe I'm going to be wrong here. Let's see how we go. That's very that's very optimistic here. We might get some legitimate debate going here. An
10: investigation by Amnesty International Security yeah. Lab
1: yeah. revealed serious privacy and security
12: wow. concerns. Wow, wow, okay. These data obviously being so sensitive requires an enormous amount of diligence over the authorities to make sure that it's being used
1: appropriately. I mean, it is still being presented in a very popcorn way, though, with the, with the dance music behind it. And we got the little fucking uh, happy graphics going up around the side of the screen. It's not like a very somber reflection on the use of this tech yet. We, maybe we'll get that later on. But right now, we're still in the intro phase. So it's like, hey, it's very happy and stuff.
12: Perfectly.
1: And
10: the ones most concerning from a human rights perspective were from Bahrain, Kuwait
1: and Norway. Okay. <laughs> Daryl, i in chat, you're dreaming, Boogie. <laughs> Let's see. I would like to be disappointed for once, wouldn't you? I would like to be wrong. I would like to
11: be wrong.
10: Amnesty's investigation found a number of issues with the technology and design choices of some apps. The most troubling
12: thing, I suppose, is the extent to which these apps start collecting information about people's and people's movements. Yeah,
1: that's why the app exists. So very good. Might extend
12: beyond what seemed to be strictly necessary. Some of the apps
1: might extend beyond. No, no, It's not necessary.
12: We're essentially able to live stream to a very high accuracy, the location in GPS coordinates of of the device and therefore of the person and and, and people's, uh, you know, essentially daily lives.
10: Amnesty carried out a detailed technical analysis of 11 apps, mainly in the Middle East, North Africa and Europe.
1: Okay, the first problem I have here is they're using uh, extreme examples. Really? The Middle East and North fucking Africa? That's what we're going with? Hey, why not use ours? How about this, the BBC? Why not use the app that they're developing in the fucking UK, for an example? How about that? (laughs) Of course, of course, uh, privacy is not... I I cannot... Now it's starting to... So they're going to say that although these apps have some issues, right? These particular apps here, they have problems. But don't worry... Our app here in England, is our app here in the West, is going to be so much better. Because here we care about the privacy and stuff, blah, 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 right? So they're using North Africa and the Middle East as an example to say, this is the extreme end of the scale. Don't worry, it'll never happen here. It'll never happen here.
12: The app from, from Bahrain, the app from Kuwait, and including also the app from Norway,
1: So they have broken the usual way that these reports go, but I suspect that's the way it's going to end up. They're going to say, well, look at Bahrain, Kuwait, North Africa, they're using these apps. And I mean, they're pretty, they're pretty out there. Like they really don't care about your personal freedoms, but don't worry. Our government surveillance app here in the UK, it's going to be so much friendlier and nicer, and it's about keeping you safe. It's about protecting you from a pandemic.
12: All seem to show some properties that were concerning from a privacy perspective and from a human rights perspective.
1: Yeah, but he's only talking, remember, he's only talking about the ones in the Middle East and North Africa. Bottom
12: line is that all three do conduct that that aggressive location tracking.
1: Many contact tracing apps just use Bluetooth to help keep track of... Uh, Don't worry, it's just Bluetooth. (laughs) Most of the ones just use Bluetooth.
10: Close to... But tracking people's movements using GPS as well, like QH Slonic and Norway's smittlestop and, apps...
1: And, do, and Norway as well, because they, they're fascists in Norway, don't forget. <laughs>
10: it ...can be more revealing.
1: The data that is being collected
12: from these apps are able to see where you are, uh, when you are, and potentially you know, aggregate that data from others and see who you are with uh, at any point in time. So it's, it's a very excessive and aggressive measure.
10: Unlike other contact tracing apps yes. that anonymize users, Bahrain, uh, uh. Q8 and Norway's apps link users to identities through phone or ID numbers.
1: <laughs> Unlike our apps we use here in the West, which anonymize users, but no, they don't anonymize users. You know how we know? We did that story two weeks ago on this show of the guy who got doxxed from a push bike riding app. People who fall back on the trope that. Uh, don't worry, it's going to be anonymous. They're either lying or stupid. They're, they are the only two options. They're lying or stupid. That's it. You can be doxxed by using an app when you take a push bike ride to calculate how many miles you've ridden that day. They can use that info to fucking dox you. No name. No address, no personal details in the app. Just download the app and start riding your bike. Bang. People can get your shit. And post it all over the internet. They track down the guy's fucking LinkedIn page. Oh, but it's anonymous. Nothing's anonymous. Anonymity only depends on how much nobody's trying to look for you.
10: Really. Accessing this much data could help these governments track and contain the spread of the disease quickly ah. as part of an effective pandemic
1: response. Effective pandemic response. <laughs> We're sta- the, the machine is starting to kick into gear here. That's, that's political speak, if I've ever heard it. Could be effective in aiding the government's effective pandemic response. Why did he use the term effective? See, that's what you call editorialising, right? Because how does he know it's effective? You can only you only know if something's effective after the fact. You don't know if it's effective during it, right? You you only know if a defensive play is effective if the other team doesn't score. You only know if an offensive play is effective if you score. You can't say it's an effective plan before you've done it. <clears throat> so this is aiding our. This is aiding the government's effective coronavirus response. By putting the term effective in there, that's government mouthpiece. Because if you were being honest, you would say government response. That's fair, but putting effective in there, sliding that word in there, that's editorializing. He has no idea if it's effective or not, nobody does. They're just saying it is, so you'll do it. But they don't know. Let's
10: track and contain the spread of the disease quickly. As part of an effective pandemic response.
1: Effective pandemic response.
10: But there were other issues Amnesty found within these apps. For example, some countries have gone for a decentralized approach, right. where contact tracing is processed on the user's phone and personal data remains on the device.
8: Ah,
4: good. But
10: Amnesty goody. say Norway, Bahrain, and Kuwait's apps automatically upload and amass any collected data to centralized servers. <laughs> A design
1: choice which could pose a security risk. Could <laughs> a design choice which could pose a security risk. It could. You know, it could be risky. <laughs> Collecting all of your personal information and, and uploading it to one central location could be risky. Yeah. Just letting you know exactly Jim Edwards onto it. Could? <laughs> no, is. Is risky. Is risky. Not could. Is. <laughs> You're allowed to say is. We know it is. ...to
12: <laughs> data not being properly handled, which could potentially lead to severe privacy violations of
1: everybody... Violations. ...using these apps, especially... Privacy violations. these doors that make it mandatory. Foggy in the chat. I'll oh, relax. They'll never exploit it. They're nice guys.
10: <laughs> Qatar is one country enforcing the use of its Eteraz app by yeah. law.
1: Everything's going well in Qatar.
10: With heavy fines, otherwise.
1: Fifty-five thousand dollar fine if you don't have the app on your phone. It'll never happen here, right? How long until they start punishing people for not having the app on their phone? Right now they say it's voluntary, but don't worry about that voluntary shit. I've said this months ago as well. They'll say that it's voluntary until they start saying that you can't go to work unless you have the app. That's the way it'll roll out. It always starts as voluntary. And then, when you get forty percent of the population uh, download it on on a voluntary basis, they'll say, "Well, forty percent have it. You may as well have it too." And then I'll start saying to the remaining thirty percent, um, "Look, you don't have to have the app on your phone, but in order to get into this government building, you're going to have to have the app. You don't have to have the app on your phone, but in order to leave your house, you're going to have to have the app." You don't have to have the app on your phone, but in order to get on a plane or a bus or a train, you're going to have to have the app. You don't have to have the app on your phone, but if you want to have a job, you have to have the app, which is what they do in China now.
10: But Amnesty found a weakness that left over a million users' data.
1: Minister of Fun Kimmy, the illusion of choice. To, To quote the great Meryl Vingian from The Matrix movie, everybody wants to quote Neo or Morpheus. Nobody ever quotes the Meryl Vingian. He is the black pill in that movie. You know what? Fuck it. We're having fun today. I haven't slept. Why the fuck not? Why not do this? People want to talk about the fucking red pill all the time. They never want to talk about the black pill in the Matrix movie,
5: which everybody misses. Chateau Aubryon, 1959. Magnificent. I love... Like I love the French language. I have sampled every language. French is my favorite. Fantastic language. Especially to curse. with.
1: This guy's the black pill
5: in The Matrix. When He's the best character. With silk. I love it. You know why we are here. Hmm. I am a trafficker of information. I know everything I can. The question is Do you know why you do are you know him? why do I? Am? <laughs> we are looking for the keymaker. Oh yes, it is true. Oh yes, it is true. The keymaker, of course. But this is not a reason, this is not a why. The keymaker himself is very nature is means. It is not an end. And so to look for him is to be looking for a means to do what? We you know the answer to that. But do you? You think you do, but you do not. You are here because you were sent here. You were told to come here, and then you obeyed. (laughs) It is, of course, the way of all things. You see, there is only one constant. One universal. It is the only real truth. Causality. Action, reaction, cause, and effect everything begins with choice no wrong choice is an illusion created between those with power and those without
1: perfect now let's go back to our little clip here where everybody has the choice whether or not they download this fucking tra- contact tracing app <laughs> Why are you here? You were here because you were sent here. <laughs> you were told to come here and you obeyed. <laughs>
10: including their name, ID and health status. Yeah. Exposed to cyber attackers. After being alerted by Amnesty, the Qatari authorities rushed out an update.
1: Oh, fixing good. Fixing the floor. Ah. Yeah, I bet they did. It Further worries also the, come The off. floor was people figured it out. <laughs> the floor is never a floor. The floor is always, oh shit, they've, they've, they've found us. We've been found out. We need to cover that shit up. That's the flaw.
10: From where else the data created by these apps could end up.
11: And the government parties with whom such data is supposed to be shared with, such as the Ministry
1: of Health and other parties, are supposed to be responsible for the fight against
11: corona.
10: The most surprising shared use of this personal data can be found on Bahrain TV's game show, Are You At Home? To encourage downloads, users are automatically entered into the game show.
8: Wow.
1: (laughs) Now, Bahrain is a very compliant society. We're not, as, we're not as compliant as Bahraini people are, but we're not fucking far behind, that's for sure. <sighs> I can't wait for the coronavirus app download game. Wow. Although they can now
10: opt out. One is then called at random, and if found to be at home and compliant with the rules, they can win a thousand dinar.
1: Wow. wow.
9: Wow.
1: Stay at home and win a thousand bucks, huh? <laughs> if you're at home when we call you up after getting your information from the app, then you'll win a thousand dollars, which you can't spend. <laughs> Fucking beautiful, isn't it?
9: نقدر نعرف وين application. He has to
1: add the ID number so the authorities (laughs) are able to verify all the information. We've got to have the real info before we send your money out, Jim. (laughs) This is like the Doug Stanhope bit. Incentive-based eugenics. (laughs) Yeah, is that the one where he sends everybody a check uh, if they agree to become sterile? (laughs) Because people will will take the money. But incentivizing people in this way to use
10: the app has privacy advocates worried.
13: It's definitely one of the new tactics employed by governments uh, to kind of make their way into people's uh, into people's pockets.
10: The issues uncovered by the investigation raise privacy and human rights concerns.
1: I've got to be honest, this is better than I thought. This report. <laughs> Henry Saint George Tucker, Bubba Politics. Why? Thank you for the diamond. Says police state giveaway. Woo! It's like The Simpsons. Everybody gets a free boat to show up at the police station. <laughs> I've got to be fair though. This is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. They've they have surprised me with this report. I'm waiting for it to turn to dog shit, but they it is so much better than I thought it was going to be. But the problem is, like I said, they're they're focusing on the apps in fucking Bahrain and North Africa and Norway. How about our apps? Let's talk about the UK. Let's talk about Australia. Let's talk about the United States. That's where the rubber hits the fucking road. I feel like they're setting us up for these are all of the bad ones and here's the good one when none of it's good, but we'll see. Particularly for countries in the Middle East.
13: There's a very long history of the Gulf um, not upholding human rights at all. When you equip a
1: Thank you for the diamond, Gypsy. Where did you steal the diamond, Gypsy? Who did you steal the diamond from, Gypsy? Says time to die. Time to die. No, wrong. Choice is an illusion created between those with power and those without it.
13: Oppressive state with the means to surveil an entire population, um, whether it's in the name of public safety or not, uh, you can be certain that it's only going to enhance their means of control and repression to so then track down uh, dissidents yep. or anyone that they consider to be a public threat.
1: Fucking got to hand it to the BBs. Got to hand it to them on this occasion. This fucking chick, this based, based activist chick, she's probably a raging communist. Who gives a fuck? Uh, on this, she gets it right.
13: When you equip a repressive state with the means to surveil an entire population, um, whether it's in the name of public safety or not, uh, you can be certain that it's yep. only going to enhance their means of control and repression to then track down uh, dissidents or anyone that they consider to be a public threat.
1: Uh, and- <laughs> I'm half expecting them to say, well, the Gulf states, we're talking about uh, a very oppressive system that's going to track down dissidents. But here in the UK, the government loves you, so download the app. <laughs> I'm half expecting that twist, that plot twist at the end.
13: A lot of places like the Gulf, that means activists.
10: The biggest concern, though, is whether these apps will outstay their welcome as the pandemic recedes.
13: Historically, there's been no incentive for governments to limit their overreach into people's privacy. On the contrary, if you take a look at 9-11...
1: Yeah, exactly, Jim Edward. Don't worry. This won't apply to racists at all. That's exactly what I was thinking too. Because a dissident in the West is different to a dissident in the Middle East. You, you know, people realise that, right? And there's an old saying like, "It doesn't matter who you vote for; the government always wins." It doesn't matter who you vote for in an election; the government always wins.
13: And the aftermath of that, uh, essentially, to yeah,
1: evil George Bush. Here we go. Here we go. Big that now George is a fucking piece of shit. Don't get me wrong, but you can see the tinge being applied here already, can't you? Of
13: that, uh, it essentially ushered a new era of surveillance in the name of Yes, it citizens, did. Patriot Act, the piece of no shit. Different. Patriot Act,
1: which the Patriot Act, which uh, both houses, um, and both sides of the American political system, both Democrat and Republican, ladies and gentlemen, through the Congress and then through the Senate, and presented to. President Donald Trump's desk was recently extended at the end of 2019, the Patriot Act. And in fact, Donald Trump actually approved beefing up the data retention aspects of the Patriot Act in that bill. Both the Democrats and the Republicans co-signed it, sent it through to his desk. And said, by the way, we want to keep more of the data that we're collecting on people. Can we do that, please? Yeah, sure. No worries. I guess we're keeping people safe, huh? I mean, it's called the Patriot Act. Why the hell wouldn't I sign it? Very good, Mr. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Donald. It's the Patriot Act. You need to sign this. Yeah, I, I'm a patriot. Are you a patriot? Why would they call it the Patriot Act if they didn't want me to sign it? <laughs> Don't be an idiot. <laughs>
10: Governments are already looking at uses for these apps outside of pandemic control. In Hangzhou, China, authorities are looking into the idea of giving its citizens a health score. Oh. An idea which, for now, oh, receives yes, strong pushback please. from citizens on social media.
1: Please.
10: In Norway, you don't have to go to extreme measures to protest against the app. You can just come right out and say it.
12: And the other thing
1: Here we go. Here we go. So they've reversed. They've reversed it here. Usually it's all the negative, like it's all how good the app is, and then they do the negative stuff right at the end. Now we've done. Oh, the the app's very dangerous. But remember, don't worry. It's in other countries. It'll never happen here. It's in the Middle East. It's in North Africa. It's in Norway. It's not. We're not talking about the US. We're not talking about the UK. Don't worry about it. It's fine.
12: Yeah, I saw that. It's oh, no. it. super controversial. I said super controversial. for people in
10: Bahrain and Kuwait, the experience is very
1: different.
11: If
1: privacy is violated in a country like Norway. Mm-hmm. I can resort to the local courts, the European Court of Justice. Yeah, they'll fucking help you. <laughs> I can... I could go to the European Court of Justice. They'll hear me out. Mm Mm-hmm. Sure they will. (laughs) Just take a number. Please wait in this waiting room. Don't worry. The European Court of Justice will be around shortly to hear your complaint. (laughs) These people have so much faith in bureaucracy, don't they? So much faith. Oh, the European Court of Justice. They'll listen to my concern. Oh, right. Yeah. Sure, they will. Mm hmm. Just send them an email. (laughs) I have a complaint. (laughs) It's called the Court of Justice. Why wouldn't it? Why wouldn't they hear me out? Why wouldn't they care about me? Didn't you hear? The Court of Justice. It's about, you know, justice and stuff. (laughs)
11: Mm -hmm. Very
1: very optimistic, Chad. A lot of faith in the bureaucracy, this guy. The Court of Human Rights will hear me out.
11: But in our region, we don't have these means. On the contrary, resorting to local authorities may present additional risks,
1: just like in the European Court of Justice, my man. Don't worry, you're not missing out on anything. Since the BBC spoke
10: to Norway about Amnesty's findings, Uh the Norwegian government said they have temporarily suspended its Schmitterstop app and deleted Schmitterstopp all the data it collected. In a letter to the BBC, the Norwegian Institute of Public Health said they would be looking at other solutions like the decentralized Bluetooth contact tracing model developed by Google and Apple and being used in Germany and Ireland.
1: Want to hear it again? Want to hear it again? Just to make sure that it's on the record. Why not? <sighs> <laughs> oh, you don't like you don't like our you don't like our tracing app, don't worry. We'll use the Google one instead. Oh well. <laughs> well, I'm not worried at all anymore. <laughs> you know you got Google. You got Amazon, you got Microsoft, you got Apple. It looks like it. looks like Maggie to me. <laughs> the Norway, the Nor- after being contacted by the BBC, the Norwegian government wrote us a letter saying that they are temporarily putting on hold their intrusive tracing app. And they are s- instead looking at other options like Google. Instead, instead of going with their own contact tracing app, they're going to go with Google, which is the biggest corporation in the world and currently holds information about every single person who's ever been on the internet ever. (laughs) (laughs) Daryl Levin in the chat. Special mention. Daryl Levin gets 50 internets. He said the BBC always delivers boogie. (laughs) He was right. They came through in the end, didn't they? Don't worry, let's just get the Google version instead. <laughs> Thank you for protecting us. <laughs> they left it right till the end of the piece, though, didn't they? Fucking fantastic. Deleted all the data. Don't worry, the Google one's fine. It collected. Google is MAGA, so it's okay. In a letter to the BBC,
10: (laughs) the Norwegian Institute of Public Health Uh. said they would be looking at other solutions Uh. like the decentralized Bluetooth contact tracing model developed by Google and Apple and being used in Germany and Ireland. Amnesty says this
1: solution is less concerning privacy-wise. So my prediction wasn't 100% correct. In fact, it it wasn't even 40% correct but we did get a couple of aspects of the prediction right. And I did adjust it halfway through the clip. So, like, the after I saw the start of the clip and, like, the first couple of minutes, I said, oh, hang on a minute. Now I get what they're doing. The, the Bahrain, like, the Middle East ones, the North African ones, the Norway ones, they're the bad ones. Don't worry about them. They're the bad ones. But our ones, they're good. They're the good ones, right? So we fucking nailed that, like, on the head. See, we didn't have to wait till the end of the report to, to know what they were getting at. But the report as a whole did surprise me because it didn't follow the usual programming that I've seen so many fucking times. They changed it up a bit, but we still picked it before we got to the point. Centralized Bluetooth contact tracing model developed by Google and Apple
10: yep. and being used in Germany and yep. Ireland. Yeah. Yeah. Amnesty says this solution is less
1: concerning. Amnesty groups. loves the Google option. Amnesty loves the Google... It's less concerning. <laughs>
10: Qatar's communications office told the BBC:
9: We are constantly upgrading the platform to protect data privacy and mitigate security risks. Yes, of course you are. Data is strictly restricted to relevant specialist public health teams.
1: It's, it's. Don't worry. The data collection, the data collection from your phone is strictly restricted to secretive public health teams, which are unelected members of the bureaucratic state. (laughs) It makes me feel so much better.
9: I feel safe now. I will be stored only as long as the app and contact tracing program are required to combat the virus.
1: Which will be forever. Bahrain
10: and Kuwait did not respond to the BBC's request for comment. Go away, you Western pig.
1: That's it. That's the end of it. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, the the report, like credit to them, they did actually give a lot more... Uh, airtime to the concern part, but the problem was for me that they didn't deal with the concern in our countries in the UK, in Australia in the United States, in other western countries they briefly mentioned that Google is less concerning that we don't mind the Google option compared to these awful ones and we predicted the fact that there was like a bit of a straw man thing going on here, well look at the ones being used in the Middle East and in North Africa, they're terrible but here's the Google option, which you don't have to be too worried about that already being used in Germany and Ireland it's fine, it's great <laughs> when I suspect all things considered, most people would run to the to the North African option instead of Google if they had the opportunity but whatever uh, that brings us to the end, we've gone over time tonight ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us on this edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast I need to get some fucking sleep um, <laughs> don't forget later on tonight Coffee Talk with Sandra, I think Irrational Times is on tonight. At 10 o'clock, you've got Everybody's Favourite Lover of French Women, Mersh, with Nightwave Radio. Tomorrow morning, Lois Ropers with Way Dave. Um, Then at midday, you've got JJ Stoner. Ladies and gentlemen, Midget Wednesday at 4 o'clock, Revenge of the Sis. And then yours truly is going to be back at 6pm tomorrow night. Thank you for the diamond overage. Fun Boogie, sleep well. Well, I'll sleep. I don't know if it'll be well or not, but I'll do my best. Uh, if you'd like to become a full-time supporter of the show then please by all means head to patreon.com slash boogie bumper become a subscriber by hitting that subscribe button on your preferred podcast player and of course if you'd like to contact trace my ass then you can do so by following me on twitter at boogie bumper don't forget to follow our friends ladies and gentlemen mr america the beard of truth why censored uk neil Iceman man double four double three coffee talk with sandra we mentioned uh winning tv in the chat ladies and gentlemen uh, who else we got? JJ Stoner, Joy of Pessy, Major Tom, Sunday Night Shid Show, Frozen Asian, Spent D, uh, Mersh, Daywave, ROTC. Support the shows that support you, ladies and gentlemen. And anyone else I might have forgotten. Thank you so much for joining us. I'll get the podcast and the replay uploaded to Bitshoot as soon as we're done here. And then it's off to into the arms of Morpheus with this little boogie until 6 p.m. tomorrow night. So until then, guys, stay calm. Stay rational. I'm opening the chest right now. Thank you to everyone who contributed on DLive, by the way, and on uh, Streamlabs. Until tomorrow night at 6 p.m., stay calm, stay rational. God bless, and we'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Happy birthday week.